shirt is out. Can y'all really feel me? Peachy's in the house, says she's always on a milli. Out west, he's the king of the bay. Fatino's all gritty, yeah, that boy don't play. Hold up. From the bay to the streets, Breezy represents the east, so we call him the beast. Together they form a powerful being like Voltron. Don't miss a single episode, turn your bells on. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Glowing like a better table wall. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Oh, ho, ho! Slay bells ring! Are you listening? The nitty gritty Niners Talk family is back for another rendition. Something. I just mixed two songs. I was about to start spitting in the ice real quick. What the what? What's going on, family? How y'all doing? Peachy got the wine. Mo's got the raise energy. And there's only one person I know that can rock crispy white 49er caps. And that's fair. I don't know if it's light skin or what, but I know them hats. Crispy, bro. That done is crispy on air. What's going on, family? How y'all doing? What's going on? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Mo's. Same thing, Chilla. Same thing, Peachy. Wind Down Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. You guys, Wind Down Wednesday went off. I'm telling you now. Oh, man, that show is going to be airing shortly. I think. Yes. Well, yeah, it'll be. Letting you be, know. It went off. On the Patreon, all right? Just so, so you know. Right. It's going to be pretty cool, man. I can't wait to everybody sees it that, that are Patreon members out there. Listen, mm-hmm. we got a crazy show. We're going to act. We have a special guest on tonight. I can't wait to bring the special guest on. We also are going to be previewing the game against the Cincy Bengies. Man, we're going to be talking about how we match up, how we fare against the Bengals. Can the 49ers overcome their loss on the road to Seattle? And Cincinnati overcome their loss. Both teams are on one game losing streaks. I, you know, I'm the only one not pouring anything because I'm drinking. I'm sipping on H2O, high quality Bobby Boucher H2O. But I tell you what, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> I, I'm mad we all know the words. That's that's ridiculous, yo. And there really ain't no words. There was... There really ain't no words out my mouth. That, that's my yeah. point. Y'all want to party like we do. If y'all... If y'all want to party like party us, like, yes. let me hear you say... GSU for life. Welcome so to the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk, man. Listen, we're here to kick it with you guys. We're not going to be before you long. This is a Wednesday, Thursday edition of the show. You know we're going to be previewing the game. Let's go ahead and kick off some of the things. Looks, Listen, follow us on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. You can also become a member on YouTube. PG, tell them about that real quick. Man, let me tell you, we got that YouTube going on for real people. You like YouTube and extra content from your NGNT crew? Now YouTube subscribers can join for an exclusive extra special nitty gritty show once a week for just $4.99 a month. So come be a part of what we have going on each week. Nitty gritty brings you an additional show 
And all you pay is $4.99 a month to watch all four weeks. Now, Peachy, we got to go ahead and kick off. We're going to kick off one sponsor every every so often. We got to kick off this sponsor because the way he's posing right now, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and... Right. NG&T is proud to be sponsored by Ray's Energy Drinks. <laughs> they are so amazing and have so many flavors to choose from, like Breezy's Fave South Beach and the newest flavor for a limited time, which is Berries and Cream, which is Peachy's new fave. They provide clean energy, have zero sugar, with max recovery and insane focus. We are raising the bar with Ray's Energy. Use the code name Drink Breezy to save on your purchase. Now, you guys, Moses is holding a Ray's drink. I'm telling you, they have... Um, I'm cracking one with you too, Moses. So many different flavors now for the holidays. They have some mystery drinks. If you guys remember, Moses had a mystery drink on the last uh, show. What um, Was it Monday, Moses, when you had the mystery? There it is right there. The, yeah. the mystery drink. But that sour gummy right now. Right. You, Ooh, that you sour gummy worm is order a sample pack and you can choose what you want in there. But they do have a mystery drink. I'm afraid of the mystery drinks, but... Me and Breezy are kind of apprehensive about those. But Moses is bold. And he said that it tastes like Tahitian something or something that he said that it tastes like. So, therefore, apparently, they're they're pretty awesome. But during the holidays, uh, Ray's has a lot of things going on. And they actually brought back my white peach. So, I'm very, very excited about that. So, I'm going to be copying those um, today. We're supposed to do it yesterday, but I'm doing it today. I'm getting... And on that white peach. So be sure and use Drink Breezy to save. Yeah, man. I hope they're not sold out because the last time I checked, they were I know. I had some to that check. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> so uh, you might not be getting that white peach till 2022. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Let's go ahead and get the show crackalacking. Looks a lot of stuff has been going down with the 49ers. They've been making moves. We got roster moves. We got all this stuff and everybody wants to talk. But before we get into that, let's give out credit to where credit is due. Let's shout out to the man, the number 91, the best damn 91 in the NFL. My man, Eric, Eric Armstead. Yes. Nominee for Walter Payton, man of the year. Again, again. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, oh, guys, all you got to do is go out there, tweet to vote, man. And listen, I got this straight from the horse's mouth. Yes, George Kittle. <laughs> I got it straight from George Kittle. <laughs> listen, guys, go out there, man. What are your thoughts about this, man? He He's great guy, humanitarian, man. What are your thoughts about Eric Armstead outside of football? You go ahead, Fair. Um, just, you know, he. there's a reason that. He's had multiple nominees for this. He's just an awesome person. Does yep. so much outside of football. Uh, the 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 type of player that you want in your locker room, man, because of what they do off the field and the type of man that they are. So kudos to him, man. Shout out to him, and let's let's make sure we vote for Eric Armstead. And guys, we have problems with voting. I don't understand. I'm not going to talk about the Pro Bowl votes again, but listen, can we please go out there and rock the vote? Yes. I don't care if the whole Pro Bowl team is a sea of red and Eric Armstead needs to win this award. So it's coming down to us. So make sure you get your votes on. Mose, Peachy, do you want to add something to Eric Armstead? Go ahead, Mose. I mean, if if his on-the-field play can match his off-the-field accolades, then we'd be fire right now. <laughs> I took it out the damn ball, wah, wah. You know what, Mose? I got something for you. Wrong answer. 
answer. Wasn't we just no, talking about no. how overpaid this man was? I was not. I don't. I you know. I I'm not talking about how overpaid he is. I, I get I'm, it. I'm gonna move so folks can see the name of the show. <laughs> thank thank you, fair. Thank you, brother. We keep it nitty and we keep it gritty over here. Oh yeah, man. Hey, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> it's what it is. Like you know, and and because you know, Walter mostly, Payton did made his accolades off the field. He did that off the field. He did he it on the beast. Okay, facts. On the field. Okay, I'm with that. Okay. That 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 is a fact. Okay. That's a fact. Yeah, I'm with that. But I, I I can we talk about Eric Armstead Peach? Can we have a can we have a, a grown up conversation? Because clearly these guys are young people. Let's have this grown up conversation about Eric Armstead. He's not getting the sex which he once did when we had a guy like DeForest Buckner. And right. I think that was due to the the play of DeForest Buckner. Right. But he's still in the backfield creating pressures, right? He's still getting tackles for losses. He's just not that same. We're not getting the sacks. Is that – do you feel like Eric Armstead isn't worth the money that we're paying him currently right now? And, and I just want to put this out there. He's playing inside, outside, or outside, inside. How are they got it? He's playing both. Right. Um, no, I do not believe he is right now. I'm hoping that that is going to improve. But I will have to agree with that. I, I, I do not – believe that he's worth all the money we're paying and we're paying him quite a considerable amount of money by the way too okay i mean i, I was just asking you a question i just right. want to say that they were going to have to pay buckner more money yeah and then they wouldn't have been able to do some of the things that they're doing now right so they, they signed eric armstead paid him what it looked like to be a lot of money to mm -hmm. do multiple things i just want to put that out there they're asking him to do more mm -hmm. so you got to raise raise the Raise. Raise. <laughs> right, he got a raise, like Mo said, and his expectations went up. But now we're trying to see if he can match the, the 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 play. We're missing that play from him. I get where Moses coming from. Like we we're missing some type yeah. of factor from Eric Armstead. But I really do. I think it's due to the fact that you had him outside, and mm -hmm. I think he was playing more inside when Buckner right. was here. So they look like monsters. And then we had to. So Develop yeah. the other inside guys. Gotcha. DJ Jones is coming up. Ken Law ain't played a game in his life. And then you got like, so I don't know. I I, I just think he's still effective. But like y'all said, he right. just ain't yeah, however much the money. So, is. so Breezy, the chat is digging your feng shui with your candle that you have going I'm digging on most feng shui Because that, that fedora is popping. Hey. And it's cranberry red. Y'all know nothing about styling and wilding, my cats. <laughs> oh, snap. Most taking me back to Harlem Nights, but I appreciate yeah. the chat out there. You know, I forgot that candle been burning since three o'clock. <laughs> 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 it smells so good down here, dog. I forgot it was even in the background. I appreciate it. What's going on, y'all? Oh, man. All right. So we definitely want to give credit to Eric Armstead. Uh, but we got some news, man. We got some news. We got some news. Let's talk about this. The 49ers uh, have released veteran safety Tony Jefferson from the practice squad. I don't even know what he looked like. I, I, I'm confused. Like, like I don't. Did he wear a number? Did he have a number? No, You're, I, I'm sure he was assigned one, but <laughs> what was his practice squad number? Seven. <laughs> Couldn't have been seven. He it actually could have been seven. It actually could because they were sharing some of the same numbers. They better you not. Remember, have remember, remember, remember uh, in the uh, 
the little rascals when they went to the bank and he was like, what is your account number? Uh, seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah. He, was right. like, he was like, seven. seven. Right. Uh, eight. That was his account number. Seven. I mean, his, his Jersey number. Seven. Oh my gosh. Miss Debbie kicking the show off with our first super chat. Thank you so much, Miss Debbie, who's had a crazy long day. Yes. And she's asking everyone out there to do what? Hit that like button. Hit the button. Just hit the button, guys. Thank you, Miss Debbie. We we really appreciate you. We love you. We just want you to sit back, relax, and chill. Enjoy the show. Have you a little drinky poo. And just just have it your way tonight. So, uh, let's leave that up here for a while. Hey, Mose, let me ask you a question because somebody asked us this question. What's good? They said, How are we drinking energy drinks this late at night? I don't think they realize that this ain't the normal average energy drink, right? No, it, it don't. It, it, I can't explain what it does to you, but it don't, it, it don't, it, you don't get like a sugar high rush, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, what's worse, drinking this or drinking that glass of wine? Like, who who gonna be up longer, us or Peachy? <laughs> <laughs> Especially because no, Peachy's we, been drinking since be she up, got off work. We might be we might be up longer because that wine might put her to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that one when she get off this show, she have a couple more glasses. She gonna hit that couch and hit the snooze button. Yep, <sighs> crazy day today, so that, man. I need that, that wine might put her to sleep, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, she gonna be snoring. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it, it. It it improves uh, focus, energy, my focus is hydration, and electrolyte. So it's kind of like a, a upscale Gatorade. I was gonna say it's mm. a carbonated Gatorade. It's carbonated Gatorade, basically. Yeah, there we go. I knew we could figure it out. We would put and our I mean, together. And I mean, even if it do give me a little bit, here's here's how I'm drinking energy drinks at night. I got a three month old downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So as many times as she wake up at night, and as oh, many yeah. times as I get cussed out by my wife yes. for not waking up with the baby, yeah. I'm sure she'll be fine with me taking a couple energy drinks so that I could be up throughout yes. the night with the baby. Right, so that's right. my excuse. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I my, my excuse is usually I'm out working. So I'm driving. And now got me working, working you day, day, day and night. night. They don't know nothing about that. They don't know nothing about it. You're the baseline on that. Crazy. One of the best ever. Come on, cuz. Listen, so I'm usually driving, so I I usually keep a case in the whip because I just crack one, and and it keeps me attentive. It keeps me alert. keeps me focused. Uh, You know how they say crack the window? That don't work. Turn up the music? That don't work. So either I drink this or I watch TV on the phone. Which one is more safe? Cali's stupid. What Cali say? (laughs) I want to know how Breezy be drinking these energy drinks, yet he be getting tired on the shows. <laughs> I do 45 shows. I can't get tired? Oh, Lord have mercy. Dang, Callie, Callie always JV, JV Yo, he's never going to let you live that down. He's not. And I, I only get tired on certain shows. Do I need to keep it nitty gritty? Oh, I'm on drink. Okay. All right. Um, next okay. Segment. So, so with that, <laughs> so so with that right there, um, uh, we do need to talk about one of our sponsors that we have. We got a sponsor um, already. We ain't even getting to the rest of the news. Lids. Oh, let's talk about lids, Miss Debbie. 
I got to remove her comment. That's why I said Miss Debbie's name so that I could put up the other thing. I'm sorry. So we are excited what, to what be partnered with Lids. Like eight thousand dollars with Lids already. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that goes it's into that. Lid, right. Lid shopper. Yes, we are excited to be partnered with Lids for your apparel needs. If you use the link in the chat, you will be supporting the channel and we will be talking about exclusive deals for the channel moving forward. Right now, Lids is offering 10% off when you sign up for the first time and free shipping for all orders over 49 bucks. I see what they That's did how, there. You see, and they, so they did that, Fair. Mm. That wasn't a breezy thing. Mm. They, they, knew, they knew we were representing the 49ers. Right. And they did something, okay. Yeah. I, like I, I see what they're doing. Right. They could have gave you the $10 off, but still charged you the shipping, mm -hmm. which it, it wouldn't have been really nothing have. because yeah. what you pay in the shipping and handling, mm -hmm. that would have been the $10. So they give yeah. you the $10 off and you get the free ship. Come on now. That is correct. Y'all better, better recognize these deals when y'all see them. Um, I need someone that's out there watching the show. Just click on the link in the chat. Let us know if the link is clickable mm -hmm. and it takes you straight to the page. And just give us a thumbs up or something like that. All right. Okay. All on right, with so the news. On with the news. <laughs> Dang, she rushed us with the news. She wanted to talk about Rays for 20 minutes. I was trying to move on from Rays. <laughs> just rushing the music. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Niners show where we just keep it nitty gritty. <laughs> so new news. Uh, the 49ers have a new running back. All right, uh, Matt Miyoko reported. Now, this is my guy, man. Like, you know why I like Matt? Because Matt talks back to me. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how famous or real he is, yep. we have conversations. Hey, awesome. Can't say that for all the beat writers out there, but Matt, you're a real one, my guy. Keep Thank you, Matt. Uh, the 49ers have added veteran running back Brian Hill. He has 209 career rushing attempts for 982 yards with a 4.7 average with three touchdowns, mostly with Atlanta. He also has 38 receptions for 313 yards and one touchdown. He's an option to be available for Sunday's game. Now, he got signed to the practice squad. Just want to put that out there. And there's a possibility he may have may be activated for the active roster due to the injuries of the running back room. And so that's something that we need to definitely talk about because the running backs are running thin. And we have the injury report coming up next. So... Brian Hill, Atlanta Falcon, another one. Ugh. Thoughts? I just want to put this out there before y'all do this. Because quiet for a second. And I got rid of the crickets. Oh, um, his career, his career yes. is almost identical to a running back that we play this weekend's 2021 season. I just want to put that out there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. I just I just want to throw that out there. All right? We'll talk about that later. I'm sorry. I we'll can't get, with get ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess... I, I, I got it, most. I, <laughs> I, I, mean, um, I don't know. We done, we done brought in so many backs... I, we yeah. had Jaquiz Patrick for a couple of games. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not bring back a name we already know? Maybe they saw enough that they needed to see in those three or four weeks that they mm -hmm. don't want to move forward with him. I, mm -hmm. Bro, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss right now with the people mm -hmm. that they bringing in versus the people that they not bringing in. Yeah, We needed a corner. We go out and get Josh Norman and Drake Kirkpatrick. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Packers go get Russell Douglas, and he might be a pro bowler this year. Talk about yes. it. So, I, go ahead, Fair. You got it, bro. 
Oh, I was just going to say he's a running back. <laughs> <laughs> but why not bring back Jacquez Patrick? Yeah. I feel like they 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 had they saw enough of him to know that he's not gonna fit whatever it is that they're looking for. Oh, all this is is this is another one of Atlanta. This is another one of Atlanta guys. I'm just keeping was it. He I'm there just keeping it It's nitty gritty, right? This is up. somebody who I'll Kyle just, talked to Atlanta about. It was easy to do that just to run through and say, "Hey, he used to play in Atlanta." Oh, okay, that's right. So then he went and he did that. It's just familiarity again. That's yeah. all that's that's all this is. And so we gotta we're gonna find out his timeline. We're gonna right. find out if he was a Kyle Shanahan piece that Kyle Shanahan we never even heard of. All right. And and the, the thing is this we're bringing in a running back that can pass catch and that can also run the ball something. The four, I think the number that y'all have to pay attention to is the 4.7 yards a carry. Right. Kyle Shanahan wants his running backs to get almost close to five. Remember we had that discussion? Yes. Like that's what he's looking for. Well, yeah. Kyle, let me tell you this. If you don't continue to run the ball, let, let me tell you why I'm mad at Kyle Shanahan, right? So we got all these running backs. We have four last week. You beat up one who's possibly maybe injured this week. You didn't play the other one that was coming off the injury, and then the other one you did play, you put him in on a play, and then he get injured. Right. I think Kyle Shanahan has to figure out, like, rotations. I don't know. Rotations, utilize right. all of them, let them go two, come out, one, two, I don't know. Yeah. He, he wasn't. England, hold on. The New England Patriots ran the ball 45,000 yes. times. Yes. 9,000 times. They ran the ball. Four. He had Matt, Matt Caroni Cheese Jones went two for three. Yep. They ran the ball against seven to nine men boxes. I will say that the Buffalo Bills probably has the best defense in the NFL. They're ranked, they're ranked number one. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say. That's and they, they, were, they were ranked number one. Total exactly, defense, absolutely. they were ranked number one. And I think Run third defense, they were ranked number three. Yeah, exactly. I said that I said that on... Uh, Crazy. A month, either the overreaction or... No, Monday show when we was on. Yeah. I said it wasn't, that. It wasn't, and it wasn't a blizzard the whole time. It was a no. blizzard when the game started. It didn't stop snowing. They kept yep. running. The wind yep. was bad. They kept running. He yep. threw the ball. They kept running. And, and so... And when he did throw the ball, it was screen passes. Nothing deep. All I'm saying is it's what the deep and nine-man box. That's my point. My point is they were able to defeat. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. What is what is Shannon saying? Nothing cheap, nothing deep. Nothing cheap, nothing deep. <laughs> nothing cheap, nothing deep. All I'm saying is they Callie is saying that they stole our formula. God dang it. How Fast. do we run first team? And then we ain't running first. We run third, fourth, fifth. Six and then the run again, and so and and they stuck with it. I saw Ramon J. Stevenson get knocked in the backfield four or five times in a yep. row. They kept running, and the they ball, kept on right? running the and ball. They kept on, they, they kept on Harris getting them until hurt. they had a hole. Yep. Until they got a hole. Damian Harris got hurt. No, well, we got one more running back. Ramon J. Get in there. You gonna run the rest of the game? You a rookie? They kept running the rock until they found a hole, and one and. And that's like you have to keep persevering with the run. Like if your mentality, like if your mentality is sticking with the freaking run, then you just need to do it. What is that? Run, run, run it some more. 
or whatever that is, keep on running the football. Eventually, you because your quarterback that you have can pass at any time, that defense is going to start playing off there, and you're going to be able to get them holes. And Bill Belichick knew that eventually they was going to be able to get them holes. They didn't strike every single time with the run, but they kept on doing it because he was determined to run the football. So people are probably every time I play Madden, bro, (laughs) dudes online be cussing me out because I run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I'm not passing the ball. Yeah. Why would I pass the ball if you can't stop my run? Run. Stop me. Absolutely. Even when they stopped it, though, Moe's, they kept running. They kept on running. That's right. Even when it got stopped, they kept on running. We could blame it on inclement weather. We could say that's part of his game plan. Run it, run it. Me, oh, you can run oh it, run I thought it. Chris Brown not cancel culture. Oh, if it ain't, let me know. Let me know. You can see, see if you, you can, can run it, run, run it. it. Oh, my bad. I thought he was canceled. Anyway, most background my... vocals. <laughs> yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no uh, see, all right, so I guess I, I was bringing that thought up just to have the conversation about running the ball, guys, because we say mm-hmm. that our our offense is predicated off of running the ball, yet we come out and do some crazy passes or we'll run the ball when it's predictable, excuse me, get stopped in the backfield and then result to the pass. No, just switch up the run. Hit the outside, hit the inside. Right. Outside zone team, right? That's what I thought it was. You can do both. I I thought we had those joints. This Ray's got some good shit. So, 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 Kyle, Kyle, two slick sixty-eight. Chris Breezy is the new MJ, in my opinion. He so, so Kyle was not there when Brian Hill was there, but he still has connections in Atlanta. So you better believe that he still talked to some people because he uh, looks like he was drafted by the Falcons in twenty seventeen. That's when he was. So, no, Kyle was not there. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that Kyle still used his connections in order to get him. There's always some kind of common ground somewhere with someone that we get. Either he coached him or he knows somebody that coached him. He did play for Cincinnati. He did play for, for a Bengals. short amount of time. You now, that, that could have him? something to do with it also. Bang. Okay. That is true. Okay. But he played, he he played in Cincinnati in 2017 and 2018. Right. When did we play Before. Cincinnati in 2018? Or 2019? 2019, right? 2019, we played Cincy. That's when right. we beat him. Was he there? That was when like we... week two. Yeah. I remember it was on the no. road because we played Atlanta, and then we went there right. and beat them there. So yeah. he, was in a, he was in Atlanta. He got drafted in the fifth round in 2017. So that was after. So after I think so if, I don't I, know. If, I'm, if I'm just deducing stuff, um, he was drafted by Atlanta that year, mm-hmm. and that's the year that Kyle became our head coach. But he probably watched film as an offensive coordinator and was talking to the sure. scouting Absolutely. department in Atlanta sure. and kind of had some type of yeah. insight or information into who some Brian kind of Hill connection. is. Yeah, but then definitely. he came to the 49ers and mm-hmm. he wasn't able to draft him because Atlanta did. Yeah. Cincinnati, he was there. And he got waived in 2018. Then he was with Atlanta, uh, back in Atlanta from 2018 to 2020. That's it right uh, there. He was I'm with the you. Titans in 2021. Mm-hmm. That's what was, it is. Uh, on the Browns practice squad. It just hit November of this year. Yep. And he got released on the 30th. This guy yep. will be playing an ounce of running back for this team. This guy will be kicking, <laughs> returning the ball. I just realized Trent Cannon is injured. Like you get what I'm saying? Right. So Trent Cannon won't be here probably for the remainder of the season. 
The 49ers are not going to go with Travis Benjamin. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. River Craycraft will probably be back on the practice squad at some point, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to try to test him out to see his return skills. I don't know what his speed is, but God dang it, is that – what is it? He's 6'1", 220, and he runs a 4'5", Now, that's slow. Where's the, the Simba Webster? Did he ever get picked back? Bro, I, I'm so mad we cut Simba, bro. Damn, I'm so mad we cut him. He could have been our punt and kick returner. We wouldn't have to have Ayuk back there. Yeah. Wouldn't have to worry about who was on kick return. He would have been so freaking electric for us. I hate that we cut him. Yeah. yeah. Now, listen, we got our special guests. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be on very soon. Give me a second. I just want to get through a couple of more of these. Uh, let's get through the injury report, and then we'll bring our special guests on. All right? So here are the injuries as of today. Pre-practice injury report reported to by Matt Mayoko. Reported by, excuse me. So no practice today. Elijah Mitchell, concussion knee. We already knew about that. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, he's out. Maurice Hurst is out again. That That's the asterisk guy. Like, I don't right. know what his injury is. But gosh darn it, we talking about plugging the gap and getting pressure and having rotation, and yeah. DJ Jones is playing like a madman. Can you imagine Hurst being back? Trent Cannon is going to be out, uh, but he's doing well. That's a good thing. Uh, uh, wide receiver Debo Samuel was l- he was out of practice, but he was limited. He was still working out. We'll talk about that in a second. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw, that's another one. Limited today, though, was Jeff Wilson, who had knee flare-ups. And full go, full go was Fred Warner, all right? Let's talk about these two guys. Debo was working out. This is Nick Wagner. Uh, he was doing some running on the side during an open portion of practice. Kyle Shanahan is hopeful Samuel will be able to practice tomorrow. If Samuel practices tomorrow, what's tomorrow, Thursday? Mm-hmm. And they travel on Friday. That's what they said. If he practices tomorrow, do you think Samuel is going to play? Guys, don't forget the poll in the chat. And somebody remind me to re- read the results because I always forget. All right. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Well, go get. Yeah, let's, let's, do, let's, let's touch do this, this first. T Man, I just wanted to say you have the power because it's T Man, He Man. No, no one watches He Man. I just mean <laughs> love. No, love He Man. Well, He-Man I'm saying the new He Man. That junk is off the hook. It's weird, but it's off the hook. It's yeah. a new joint on Netflix. Massive it's very, universe. very strange. Kind of crazy. Thank you, T-Man, for the super chat. Nitty Gritty, just wanted to say I appreciate y'all for always bringing that fire content. Happy holidays. Happy holidays holidays. to you as well. Praying for this team, for all injuries we're facing. This team is literally on crutches right now. Absolutely. You're right about that. Yeah, and that's what y'all talked about, right? We're hobbling. Y'all said we addressed the running back position, Mm -hmm. and we ain't got no damn corners. Mm. Right. I'm conf- I'm confused. Confused. Confucius. <laughs> Buffet mixed up. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm lost in the sauce. Right. We, we did hear Kyle Ooh. Shanahan talk about it as pressure today, though, that he feels like there's a couple of rookies that are finally making their strides. What are their names? I don't want to say their names. I'm not gonna say their <laughs> he names. Said what are their does, names. Did it does it does it include number five? Then I don't give a damn what Kyle talking about. Okay, there it All is. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And so, last but not hey, least, yo, if hey, listen, if Trey don't start one game for the rest of this season, Kyle not. gonna have to shoot me the fair one, bro. Cause he's gonna have to Kyle shoot me the fair one. Hands, bro. Kyle gonna do what everybody else do when they see you. They are gonna run. I would tell you that right now. He's not gonna shoot you the fair one, dog. Like he not. T-Man, thank you for the contribution, my brother. We right. Appreciate thank it, you, T-Man. Thank you. Uh, we have our special guest waiting, so we're just trying to speed up a little bit, but we'll get back to those. Uh, Fred Warner is back. Full go. Woo-hoo! 
God. Great news. Now, this is great news, right, Pete? Mm -hmm. You just said it. But Aziz Alshair has been playing all pro football. Mm -hmm. And Demetrius Flanagan Fowles has been playing pro football. Like, he's getting it. Like, it's, it's creeping up. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, what, what, what happens when they go back to their natural positions? That's my question to you and to everybody watching the show. I think it frees Aziz up to play even better. Mm-hmm. Less okay. responsibility. Oof. He can just go out there and play. React. Oof. React. He can just Ooh. read and react. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that D'Amico's thing? He wants the players to react, right? Yes. Exactly. Less, yeah. less okay. thinking, man. The faster you play, the less you got to think. You Peach, just go and make, make the plays. Go Peach, I got a better question for you. Hmm. Fred Warner, I, I, I personally think Fred Warner wasn't injured. I personally think he just needed a week off. Do you think, that's just my personal thing, do you think Fred Warner is going to come back with a fire lit if he plays this week against Cincinnati? No, I think this dude is going to come back blazing. You can just tell by his his enthusiasm. Like, oh, he's yeah. just ready to go. Like, he did not want to miss last week. He did Like, he was really frustrated because he could not play last week. So, I think he's going to come back on fire. He didn't. That's why I said I, – I, let me take that back. I don't think Fred Warner was injured enough to actually miss the game. I think if it was one of those games that he had to absolutely play, mm. he would have been playing. Even right. though he said that his doctor, you know, he tried to, he was trying to go, he was going to play. But then the doctor was like, nah, get a hand me another week, dog. Next. I'm just saying, I don't think he was injured enough. If Fred could have played, he would have played. And it had nothing mm. to do with a streak. Listen to what he said. Yo, I needed to be out there for my team. For yep. my team, not even mm-hmm. with my not team, with. for, for my team. Yeah. That's the mindset. And the thing that I love about Fred is he's young. Yeah. And if that's his mindset, imagine what the other mindsets are going to be. Um, just think about the the thing they passing down the torch yeah. to the to these younger guys. Nah. Where did I think he that's that why you see Flanagan Fowles stepping up. That's why you see, and we talk nitty gritty trash about Flanagan Fowles. And I think it was mainly because he couldn't get where he he couldn't get where he fit in. Remember, Flanagan Files was a safety coming out of college. Let's keep it a buck. Right. He's a small linebacker, y'all. We we like them safety linebacker conversions. We like hybrids, bro. Fred was too. (laughs) Fred was. Fred was a safety too. Greenlaw was. Marshall Harris was. You all, y'all on to something on this show. I tell you, man, I got the greatest crew mm-hmm. in the world. They on to something. Listen, we got our special guest, and we're ready to bring them on. Yes. Peachy, before we bring, bring her on, let's – I was trying not to give it away. Before we bring her on, give her that good old nitty-gritty Niners welcome. Let them know Let them know about her. Got to do your thing, Peach. Oh, wow. First of all, this is my girl. Originally from Tamazga. Morocco being the colonial word. She's been a 49ers fan since she was three. Athletically, she has played the sports of football, baseball, track and field, swimming, and completed internationally in martial arts. After graduating with a degree in aerospace science from Embry-Riddle, she began writing science fiction and won four awards from Writers of the Future. She served in the U.S. Navy twice. Nowadays, she models full-time for companies such as Hot Topic, Funimation, Disney, Lude Complex, and others. She also trains and fights with the full contact martial artist team, specializing in historical reenactment, 
featured by National Geographic, the Walters Art Museum, and others. Her latest enterprise was a play at the New York Opera House, where she played the lead role as the ancient Egyptian goddess of death. Oh, this yeah. lady is so freaking talented, yeah, people. Yeah. Her name is Sibylla Picasso. Yes! What's up, Welcome crew? Welcome to Nitty Gritty. That got me amped up. <laughs> I, got, I, mean, I thought I was coming out for a second because that was dope. What's I going on? That. Well, I had to put on my Niners jacket because you're also well-dressed. And I was like, no, I can't just go with the leopard prints. I'm going to have to get some red and gold here. So here I am. Not leopard work because, you know, we playing something like a leopard on Sunday. So we would have found... We'd have found a way to tie that in. You know what oh, I'm saying? Absolutely. We'll find our spots on Sunday. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to we the do. show. Now, before we get started, Peachy's going to talk to you a little bit. I got to ask you a couple questions. Question number one, you, you, you work for Disney and you work for Hot Topic. A, I need some of them exclusive T-shirts from Hot Topic that they be not trying to have when I go to the store. And B, can you get my Disney Plus membership a little bit cheaper? Because they just hit me for like $85. <laughs> Y'all was sitting there looking at my bills like, what the hell did I just spend $85, $90 on? They upped the price. I they got that. The they didn't even up the shows. How you going to up the price not. and not up the shows? Yo. Listen, Disney, I, I'm sorry. I hope I don't get you fired. I need Daredevil. <laughs> I need Punisher. I don't care about, you know, Iron Fist and all them crap. Give me them two shows back since y'all going to go up on my price. Welcome, Sybilla. We thank you for being on here. I'm sorry, because I had to get that out of my system. No, I'm, you I'm, had to. But but I have to challenge you. Like, have you ever watched Disney? I mean, these people are about money. Yeah, you're right. So they don't give me any discounts. That's for certain. They give me free <laughs> stuff, but they don't give me any discounts. So... See, Disney, Disney, Disney. Y'all like the richest company. Y'all own ABC. Like, bro, they own everything. As much money as they get from me, I got four kids. Dog. You go to Disney World. And you have not, that fedora. I love your fedora, by the way. But you have more of those hats to afford. I, I mean, those. You, I, I got to get the whole collection. There's a, a whole bunch of other <laughs> colors that I got to add, but I can't do great. it. Because every time I go to the Moorestown Mall, we can't. I can't walk in the West Wing. There's a Disney store, right? The West Wing is the mm -hmm. Disney store. And, and as soon as my kids see it, Daddy, Daddy, Disney, like y'all make so much money off us all year round. Like, come on, dog. And most we buy the same big stuffed animals. This, that. I'm like, yo, I got you know my own Disney store at the crib. You Give know how much Frozen? How much oh, Raya? The Last Dragon, Moana. How much Mickey Mouse, Moana? You know how much? I, yo, my my daughter has like eight princess dresses that within an hour she done changed into all of them. Wow. All but I'll see them. what I will see what I can get you guys when I'm done modeling it. I don't always keep it, so I'll be I'll be sure I let you guys know what I've got. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now. You're going to talk 49ers, and, and we want to get to know you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So Peachy's going to ask you some questions. We got some questions for you, if you don't mind. And then we want you of to course. just... Of course. I'm, I'm just here. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm here. Well, you're just going to talk Niners. Go ahead, Peachy. You got it. Thank you, Sybilla, first of all, for being on here. You're my girl. I'm so excited because you're on here. What's one quick tip that you'd give to women who are interested in learning more about football in general? Hold your space. I mean, in, in, in this group here, we have three very dignified gentlemen. They're not threatened by our presence. They're not threatened by you or me, right. but those are real men. I'm going to have to say, 
the idea of non-toxic men is an actual minority in football. It is a very toxic environment. Wow. But I'd like to think, I'd like to think that the 49ers fan base has more guys like this, but the nitty gritty Niner gang, exactly. But there are more men out there like that. You just have to enjoy the game for what it is. Don't let them say that because you're a girl or because you're not as big as they are, that you can't have an opinion. Because we women, we're competitive. You know, we are maybe more competitive than guys sometimes. We like to fight. And football is a great sport to fight it out in. And it's, it's a sport that we do have a place in, whether it's in analytics or athletics, whether it's kicking. And I'm telling you, I mean, if you go to the CrossFit championships, there's some women in there that would rock Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Oh! Hey, 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 you, yeah. Sorry, Fred. Hey, I, he can't he can't front squat four hundred five. I have a sister who can front squat four hundred five. Well, Fred Warner said today, Sybil and Dad, it ain't about lifting; it's about football weight. <laughs> I'm sure he did. As a hybrid linebacker, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Yo, you keep it nitty and gritty today. Is swinging for the fences off the first question. Hey, I love it. That's what's going to happen is right. This going to happen, Sybil. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but Papa Fred going to shoot me a DM. He could be like, look, look, crazy. Hey, man, you ain't going to be throwing crazy. my son under the bus, right? I'm be like, Listen, it's not my fault. He can't lift weight. So he can't um, squat 405. That's what it is. Exactly. You got to get Fred on here. Hey, I get billions of dollars. I'm not pulling my punches. <laughs> I love it. I love you it. You on the right show for that girl. This is nitty gritty. And that's what we do. Absolutely. We keep it nitty gritty on here. Oh, I love it. So, oh. Sibylla, who who is your favorite 49er coach that you've seen coach and your favorite Ooh. player that he's coached? That's mm. a good question. All right. So my favorite coach of all time. Oof. You know, I was a Seifert fan. Thank you. I love Seifert. Um, thank you. I'm trying not to curse anymore because we got one show that's still limited for ads because I said too many bad words. So I'm going to keep right? it. But thank you. No, I like, you know why I like Seifert? Because I was a defensive player and I like that, that aspect of him. We know he was, he was a great DC, but his only weakness was the same weakness as Shanahan, but in a different direction. Shanahan okay. is too close to the guys. He's too much like a kid with, with blasting his little Wayne music and everything, trying to be one of the guys at the bar. I just see him throwing frat boy shots left and right. You know, he's playing beer bong, that sort of thing. Beer bong. And Seifert was too distant. He had no personal skills sometimes. Remember, I can't remember what player. It was like a running back or a fullback. Um, like their, their wife ended up in the hospital or something like that. And he asked him, are you going to play tomorrow? That's the only thing I don't like about him. He's very cold. But his acumen on the field was second to none. He's, he's really, besides Bill Walsh, I think he's our greatest coach. He he was a football guy. He and, and if, it, if it wasn't football, if you guys grew up in that George Seifert era, like there was no smiles. I right. think he got one picture with the with a semi smile, and that was when they like Steve Young got the monkey off his back. Like yeah. I think. But other than that, like you said, Sibylla, he was just a hard-nosed, old-school football. Because remember, he was a defensive coordinator for Bill Walsh. He came out of, like he just came out of that era where it was all defense. And remember, he played with guys like he had Ronnie Lott, just some, just to name a few. Charles Haley, exactly. Just yep. to name, and these were dogs. I mean, yeah. break my kneecap, I'm gonna bite mm-hmm. your toes off, pinky finger missing, dogs like. They were dogs, and so he watched the game change. And but I get it; he was cold. He was stone cold. That's a great question. I I say Seifert too, and I I feel like Seifert is the most underrated of the 49ers coaches, and I can't figure out why. Like, dude got Super Bowls. 
He's like, really one of only our two winning coaches as far as like who brought the championship home. Right. Two, and, with, and, and they work together. Without them, I don't know what kind of franchise we would be. That's a good question. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good yeah, question. I just remember Seifert wore the shades. That's what I remember. Yep. He wore the blue blockers. I'll see. Yeah. I, I'll I wonder see. if he had those. Real, those were real glasses with the shaded tints, right? They ain't have those then, I don't think. Right, right, yeah. But he, it looked like he, you couldn't see He just looked really, really chill and cool. But you're right. Like, he rarely smiled. He was he was definitely about it. That's Bridget, for sure. you know the blue blocker song? I, I don't want to know the blue blocker song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that stupid infomercial, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they blocked the sun? Yeah. Gonna get some blue blockers. Yeah. <laughs> If we get a promo, if we get a promo from Blue Blockers, bro, that's gonna be all you, my guy. Yeah, I got you. I got. Yeah, you. he deserves the tip tonight. So yeah. Uh, all right. Nice. So I got a question. I have to ask this question because how did you and Grant Cohn's relationship develop? Like, how did you get into the mix with you know all SF 49ers and all that good stuff? Like, how did you go about doing that? Well, I think like with most people, my relationship with him began with pure unadulterated hatred. I mean, the, the first two shows I saw with him, he was so obnoxious. And I, I was telling him this after the second time I went on with him. I was like, man, I hated you. And he's like, he says to me, you know what? That's fair. Everyone does. And I was like, but then like most of your fans, I, I you, you just, you're so real. And I just, I had to keep listening and you keep popping up. You know, I'm a Shannon Sharp fan. If I can just listen to Shannon Sharp talk about the 49ers, I'm happy. That's who I go to. You know, when, that, I don't play music when I work out. I actually listen to Shannon Sharp. That's usually what I do. Oh, yeah. But then he did this thing. Actually, uh, Crystal, you were part of that as well. Mm -hmm. He put out, it was at the end of a show, he said, hey, ladies, we want to hear what you have to say about football. You know, I know you're out there. Let's hear about the ladies. So he had this women's roundtable thing. Shout out so to I Mariah, shot an email out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I shot an email out. I said, hey, this is who I am. You know, this is my kind of experience with public speaking and a little bit about my background and you know, Crystal and Mariah, who's, I, I'm pretty sure she's going to be watching here. Um, you know, the, the three of us, we were kind of the three that bit back uh, on, on his feeler there. And that's how it started. And that's how it started. Just, it yeah, like and he, he kind of brought me back. Really just the, the two biggest things he really wanted to talk to me about were leadership, just because of my, my military experience. And then also the, the physical fitness, the, the actual training, because I, I, I train in weights and weightlifting competitively because I'm a martial artist. Gotcha. And I fight in the unlimited uh, full contact category. So it's like, there's no weight class. So there's no excuse for me, whether you weigh 150 pounds or 290 pounds, you're fighting. So yeah. it's, you, you know, don't that, care about lifting weights either. It's all about whatever the weight, I'm going to lift your weight. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're smaller, you know, like, like I'm five foot eight and a pound per pound, I have most of these guys. But, you know, when it comes to body mass, it's just like football. Body mass will throw you around a little bit. So you got to be stronger than the guy who's throwing you. So let you know, me so ask you this question, not to cut you off, because you talk about body what? mass and and and, and I, I need the realness. Mike McGlinchey, is he a weak mother? Hold on, let me get this. Weak mother. There we go. Is he weak? Like, how is he that big and getting tossed in the sauce? There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. I, I, his, his weight alone, if, if he had the most basic martial arts, He'd be able to use his leverage alone to throw a six foot, 270 pound man around. He should be able to do that. I mean, it would take a martial artist to be able to easily handle a guy like that who knew what he was doing. And the thing is, he's big bones. He's big bodied. He's big framed. He's wasting himself. And I'll tell you what, those Irish boys, they build them big. So he has no excuse. He's got that Viking blood. He should be stronger.
Thank you, Max. Woof. I mean, I, I, this is what I needed. I, I, I just needed this. I, mean, I had another question, but I don't care about that question. I needed to know. I don't care about Compton. And I don't care about Brunskill because I don't see them here. But but McGlinchey was a draft pick, First and he round. still ain't got it right. Breezy, let me jump in here real quick. Absolutely. I, this wasn't one of my questions, but I want to ask it since you brought it up. We've he- we heard a lot of times how sometimes football players will do yoga or ballet to help with their balance, help with their footwork, things of that nature. From your experience, how do you think martial arts would help football players, especially those big guys in the trenches, uh, uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen? How could them taking some martial arts classes help them down for down in the NFL? Damn, that's a great question. And I feel like you actually know. I feel like there's some rhetoric there. And I appreciate you leading for me there, helping me out. Um, let, me, let me answer that with the greatest football player of our time, Jerry Rice. He was a black belt. Oh, I didn't know that. So let's start with that. Uh, he was a black belt. Uh, and it, it was only Taekwondo. But where it gave him the advantage was in his route running, his attention to detail, and his ability to very quickly shift. He's not the biggest guy. I mean, honestly, one-on-one with Debo, he'd whoop Debo's butt, but not on muscle. If he lifts with Debo, Debo's going to whoop his butt. But his ability to use his athleticism comes from his father throwing him bricks because he was a mason, if you remember. That's how he softened his hands. But it also comes from his martial arts. So how does that help you on the front line? So for me, because of my size, I weigh 165. My sparring partner is 295. His name is Kwanzaa Barnes. He's a former defensive end. He played in Maryland. And the guy that I trained against was an O-lineman for IUP, which is the, the Industrial University of Pennsylvania. Okay. He was, I think, around 340 or something like that. And I'd go at him over and over and over until I could stand him up. And that, that was an achievement, weight against weight. But the way I was able to do that was by understanding how to set my feet, how to apply my weight, how to drive my smaller frame, my smaller weight, up into his center of gravity. It's not something that, that a good offensive line coach shouldn't know, though. That, that's what baffles me. This is not rocket science. This is not limited to martial arts. And I don't understand. We talk about hybrid linebackers. Why don't we have hybrid athletic training? Hmm. Right. We go with all these hybrid players. Right. We don't have the trainers that can train the hybrid. If our trainers train one way, and you got a player that can play multiple. Why not have a trainer that can kind of learn it? And diff- that's that that you get the that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Especially on agility drills. I don't think any football player is qualified to teach agility because they're relying on their own athletic, natural genetic talents and and some mm. of their intelligence. But when it comes to athletics, an athletic doesn't teach athleticism. What right. you have to do is teach people how to improve their athleticism. And like the question you said, yoga and ballet. It seems so dainty, but look at Jimmy Ward. He's not the biggest safety out there, but his finesse allows him to play bigger than he is. K1 Williams is like my size, but he hits like he's 270 pounds. It's that ability to throw your weight with intelligence and with ferocity. And that's where martial arts, ballet, agility, things like that come into it. I do yoga. And if I was not to do yoga, I'd lose 50 pounds off my front squat like that. Really? The amount of power you lose by not being able to engage your muscles fully, by not having the range of motion. Imagine right. your, your hips. This is, you know, I played free safety, so I love the hip drills and things like that. When your hips don't open up all the way, they're already slowing down when the muscles engage. 
And so the deeper you get into the motion, the more your natural rubber band effect, if you will, begins to take on the workload. But if you can't even get into the depth of that range of motion, then you're, you're selling yourself short. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen all my sets with Grant, but I've taken some big shots at Fred Warner, mm -hmm. Jim Ward on their lack of physical strength, their lack of fitness, their lack of uh, athleticism and agility. They've got all the tools, but they need to up their game. Yeah. Our man GSU for Life One says that they're going to nominate you to be the 49ers trainer. We love that. Teaching coach. Uh, and when you do, just make sure you send all the free shit here. Because that we oh, no, I will bring you guys there. Oh, even, hey. that's even better. Yeah, but we, we talked about that. Remember, Sybilla? We talked about how that you need to, to do that. I, it, it's, it's crazy, right? Because we have all these players that we draft that are supposed to be able to do that's my issue with the 49ers. Like, instead of drafting a running back, running back, running back, you're going to draft a running back that could do A, B, C, D, and E, but then they might get injured all the time, or this is that and the third, or they're going to find – like, instead of drafting just a running back. When I look at these other teams, right, they go out and get solid pieces, like solid, like that, that can be there for four or five years that don't really have the injury bug. And we can't say that the injuries don't happen, but, I mean – it just seems like the pieces that they draft less likely get injured because they draft a certain type of position to play a certain type of player to play that position. When we're drafting these different types of hybrid guys, we need those specific types of coaches that understand the hybrid stuff that can teach each can cater to each player. I guess that's what you, that's what we need. And that way we might see less injuries. Yes. I feel like the 49ers draft room likes shiny objects. That's what it comes down to. They like flash because even Debo Samuel, who I'm a big, I love Debo Samuel. We still spent a high draft pick on a gadget player. Now it works. It absolutely works, but he's not the only flash and splash player that we have drafted. And the rest of them, very few of them have worked out. I, I, I agree. I agree. We got some Facebook people up in the chat. So I just want to make sure everybody can see what's going on on Facebook, the Facebook where I believe we win this weekend and win out the rest of the season. <coughs> <coughs> I'm going to let Sybilla just take this. Win out the rest of the season if, and I repeat, capital if, Debo plays every game, he's that valuable. Do you think we win all five games if Debo is present in the next five games, or do you see something different? On paper, yes, but I actually don't want Debo Samuel playing in this game. Oh, don't say it to me, no. I say that because it's he, he obviously has weak abductors. His growing muscles. And here's the thing. Athletes have to be so disciplined. He's not when it comes to his physical fitness. He's not doing the small things. Again, uh, like, like you were saying earlier, you have to do the little things like ballet and yoga and things like that. Debo Samuel's not doing that. I think it was a non-contact injury that, that pulled his groin muscle because it's when Mac got blown up on that, that assignment. Yeah. Uh, he kind of went down to avoid the hit, which was so smart. I wish he kind of Frank Gore that thing and kind of go head first because when you go backwards, your abductors get engaged and then it tore. But that's the thing. It, this is not something that we should play around with the sec the week after. Okay. Basically, you know, like like two weeks after even growing muscles linger. And I feel like we're we're supposed to be the 17 Eagles. If we want to win the Super Bowl this year, if we want to deep run into the playoffs, we need him for that. Because we have an 81 point some percent chance, according to uh, Football Writers of America, to make the playoffs. I really think the 49ers would kind of go ass first into the playoffs. 
once they are there, Debo has to be healthy because the game is about Debo. Kittle is the icing on the cake. And if he's healthy and he does what he did in Seattle, we stand a pretty good chance of running the table. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I didn't want to hear that, but I could dig it. I could dig it. I just, I just think they need Debo. I do, especially with the injury to Elijah Mitchell. I think they need, I think they need an extra piece, even if it's you a deep no run game. No, I did. It's just, just and I, whatever. Fair. I know you have some questions for Miss yeah. Silverman. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, so I just want to know, like, where your love from the 49ers started and, and how it grew over the years. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the question. Loved your singing earlier. We have to get more you. of that. Thank you. Thank um, you. But uh, <laughs> so the 49ers. Um, so my mother and I, we are from uh, North Africa. My father, uh, he grew up in multiple places, uh, including the Bay Area, Walnut Creek. I'm sure you guys know where that is. And so obviously he grew up a Warriors and Oakland A's fan, believe it or not, a Raiders fan. But they betrayed the city of Oakland more than once. And so they don't get our Oakland love. We are very rooted in Oakland, this family. So the 49ers have had our love since the 80s, since the Raiders just left town. Every time you say Raiders, we're going to get that, that buzz sound. Just gonna right. Make- well, yeah, there's only one worse word than Raider, and it's Gruden. But anyway. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, so that's that's kind of where it started. You know, uh, my father kind of brought the 49ers into the family and and everything like that. And I still have the sock, uh, Chris, uh, Crystal. I showed it on on Grant's mm-hmm. home. I, I had the sock when I was three years old just to prove it. But that's that's where it started. But it was actually the players that reached out to me. And of course, I was a kid at the time. Merton Hanks was playing, and him doing right, the Elmo, yeah. right. And it was just stuff like that. And it was the community. And see, that's why I'm a big A's fan, because the Oakland Athletics are so big in the community. They okay. don't just throw money. They actually go out and they pave with their hands, like Jason Giambi did, basketball courts for kids, building yes. fences around schools and things like that. The 49ers have had that community um, involvement. And being from North Africa, that was just on the end of rebuilding our communities after all of our wars against the colonial powers. I really respected that these guys seem very rooted in their community. It's why, it's why I get along with Ravens and, and their fans because yeah. it's a very similar team base. And I live here in Baltimore. But it's just there, there's just something about the 49er way, which is it's, – it's good. I like it. And, it, it, you know, it's one of those – we're very passionate about sports in Africa, like maybe too passionate, sometimes violence. Uh, so, like, when you stick with a team, that's it for life. Very solid. Very awesome. solid. Shout out to B-more, man. Shout out to b yes. yo. I love that city, man. Yeah, Charm City, as they call it. Inner Harbor is a great place to go. Let me tell you about my experience. And, boy, I remember going to Baltimore, um, and I was downtown at the harbor because that's where it is. And then at, 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 during the day, it's like, you know, it's, it's nice. And then at night, when they – if you ever heard that song, The Freaks Come Out at Night, you ever heard that song? <laughs> yes, I have. Now, <laughs> if you go downtown in Baltimore, like, I swear to gosh, they got the freaks out – like all the women, all the men, like everybody's out just having a good time. And then if you drive straight up that street, if you ever seen The Wire, it's like really rich and then straight hood. I fell in love with it after that because I you felt like I could be an extra in The like Wire. That. Yeah, you, I, like everywhere I've been in the world, all over North Africa, uh, the Middle East, uh, Europe, in the U.S., it's so bipolar. It's like really gentrified then there's buildings leaning over then it's back to some up like some rich neighborhood then it then it's like boarded up gas stations it's like a war zone west baltimore in particular but there's some great places like the bamboo they have great dance absolutely. Clubs here. 
uh, it's it's a really really cool place but uh yeah it, it's it's cool it's got it has some culture absolutely as well. it's often overlooked because you know we are smashed between dc and new york city i mean obviously we're not going to compete with the culture of new york city but it's pretty cool yeah i love be more man. guys we have absolutely. a new sponsor we do so excited okay. about the sponsor our sponsor is my bookie. Oh, to our betting fans. Yes. Crypto. Right. Yeah. So, so cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie. I, I invest in it. Absolutely. Yeah. We got a and cool question get... there. If you don't mind me uh, taking it, actually. Sure, go ahead. Uh, in North Africa, what's the biggest team to follow? All right. So definitely there's going to be some colonial history here. I'm going to go through it really fast. We were not really well set up for success economically by the colonial powers. France, oh. England, America has had its hand in screwing things up there, um, etc. <laughs> Italia is France, France, and, France and Italia are the worst. <laughs> it sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And so as a result, uh, if you want to make money as an African, you have to leave. And it's called brain drain. And in order to find, and it's the thing, it's like, if you're going to go to LA or San Francisco or New York, why would you want to go back to your, your war-torn country? I mean, even me, I'm part of the problem. I'm sitting here instead of leading my people in Tamasra. You know, it, it's just, it's so hard to say that. Now, my country is doing the best. We are doing well, but still, our teams are local teams. So we do root for them. But believe it or not, we root on the international level. Africans are the best soccer defenders in the world. Every single team, you will see them. The, 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 the names, they are, they are Kikuyu or they are Kushite or they are Amazigh like me. You'll see them. They're all the same names. And That's why they all play for the United States. Well, well the, as smart ones, we go to play for France, Belgique, Germany, <laughs> because we'll win. The, Americans, the, the American men are in the, uh, uh, how to put this, the, the, the penis. They suck. That's it. That's it. Just keep it like it is. They just bad. Yeah, the, the American women are, are badass, but the American men in soccer, it's not soccer. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing is that we actually, we follow our players uh, more than we follow our teams. Right. So, you know, we're proud of our, our, our daughters and sons when they go to play for other countries. But the one country we will not collectively root for as Africans, north to south, is France. We all hate them. Wow. So yeah. usually we will root for Germany, actually. That's usually the team we root for, or Brazil. But Brazil is way away, right? Because that's in South America. Right. right. That goes back to the day, you know, the New York Yankees of the 60s and 70s in, in football. Okay. I get what you're saying. I got nice. you. They so were as, a, I got yeah, you. as a young African, you just kind of like, oh, I like them. And then, you know, the blue and the green. And they had Pelé and play, players like that one and those guys. So, you know, they, they're the Yankees, basically. Gotcha. There's only yeah, a couple I know. things I like from Brazil. All about Pelé. And then, by the way, I export 49er and Oakland A hats to my country. Just so the kids there are not wearing New York Giants and, and, hey, and New York Yankees. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. I, I hate about. seeing that. <laughs> we have to send them some nitty gritty Niners gear. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so absolutely. We'll, some stuff. We'll, we'll get that to you and you can ship it out there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I do want to say the only things I like about Brazil is Blanca from Street Fighter 2. Um, I can't say the women anymore because I'm married, but yeah, they, they're not, different, different. So okay, I'll say it. the no. Brazilian women are wild. Brazil, who modeled for Estee Lauder. I'm sure, Crystal, you know who they are. Yes. And uh, she worked in San Francisco, actually. She's a Niners fan. Her name is uh, Raciel. She's really no awesome. Comments. No comments. 
Yep. And then <laughs> they got the food. The food is good. I'm keeping the oh, book. Yeah. The food is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Peachy. Peachy's like, I got to get this damn promo out. Okay, Peachy. No, it's no problem. I I love Sybilla's conference. I can listen to her all day. She's she's has so many like like just just awesome stories. Yeah, right. What they like, are. When is the book coming that. out? I'm sorry, Peachy. Go go, and then I'm, we could talk to Sybilla some more. Go ahead. Peachy. Okay, so you can. Uh, so cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie, and you can get in the game now. To get to get started with crypto, use use our promo code Breezy100. To double your first crypto deposit and my bookie. The best part is my bookie accepts well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. So you can bet and withdraw with crypto. The NFL playoffs are around the corner. And this week, the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face off in a potential Super Bowl preview. Ooh. Both teams sit one win away from earning the top spot in their rep- respective conference. But in this high stakes game, bet the Bucks money line. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to a thousand by using promo code Breezy One Hundred. Head to my bookie today. Place your bets and watch the sparks fly for Week Fourteen. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. That's mybookie.com. All right, guys, go ahead. www.mybookie.com. Let me ask you this, similar your money. Who would you put your money on? The Bills. They said put it on Tampa. Who would you put your money on this week in that particular matchup? Super Bowl preview matchup. Yeah, I still have to take Tampa Bay because I think it comes down to the maturity of Tom Brady versus um, Allen, basically. I, I really think that the grits, speaking of grits, I think it comes down to Tom Brady in this game. Let's go with him. Did, and yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Tampa Bay's defense. Something they do well there. I see. I see what she did. Grits, nitty gritty. First of all, I thought you talking hey, about the Tom food. Brady would be a fan of this show. Just saying, he would. I, yeah, because we can get him up here and he can say right here, "You chose that motherfucker <laughs> over me." <laughs> exactly. Right. But you know, Shannon Sharp's gonna take the bills. You know he will. You know, absolutely. What? F it. It's nitty gritty. You know script. Sibla, what do we do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you benching him? Or are you gonna let him finish out the rest of the season? Is it time for Trey Lance? Or is Jimmy Garoppolo's time here and Santa Clara, Francisco, whatever you want to call us, done? It's not done because the 49ers are not going to bench him, plain and simple. They won't do it. Um, right. But what they, would you do? Well, what I would do, to be honest with you, is, is I, would, I would realize that this season we're lucky that we are in the playoff picture. But mentally, I'm preparing for next year by playing more draft picks. When Sermon comes back, more of him. Embry Thomas, I've let him bang out his, his kinks in, in, in these games. He's had some rough games, but the nice. physical talent there is more than Norman and Dante Johnson. There's no way he's worse. He's the most physical corner we have. We are playing this win now, all in mode, when we are hiring veterans off the streets. This is not your typical all-in looking team. An all-in team mm-hmm. are the Rams. They have the roster to explain why they have done what they have done. The 49ers are playing the same brand of football by playing Josh Norman and Dante Johnson as if they're the only ones that will make a difference. Instead, you're, you're, you're basically throwing this draft away. And Diamador Lenoir and Embry Thomas and, 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 and players like that, even Aaron Banks. Why is Tom Compton better than Aaron Banks? I don't think so. And it's just like that. that so that's the thing. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to suck this year, not next. 
just I don't know how else how else to say what you just said. And that is enough to say it because that pretty much wraps it up. Um for for us and that of Sybilla. Sybilla, you're amazing. Your stories yeah. are awesome. You're welcome back on Nitty Gritty anytime. You're an honorary you Nitty Gritty member. Yeah, Girls, definitely. Beer. And I appreciate you coming on so much. I appreciate being here. You guys have a lot of passion. You stand out to me as the 49ers super fans. You really do. Uh, along along with CG, I was on with him earlier mm-hmm. today. It's oh, just yeah. a, a great yeah. community that that's uh, Nitty Gritty Niners have put together. And I've, I've felt your guys' love, even though yeah. it's the first time kind of directly interact. Of course, Crystal, we talk all the time, but all the time. a great crew here. Absolutely. I would love Appreciate to come back anytime. Absolutely. Do, do you mind before you leave? Give us an early, early score prediction. Do you think the 49ers will beat the Bengals? And if so, what will the score be? 24-21. That, that's, that's, that's what I'm going with because the 49ers have to stick to whatever scrappy ground game they can scrounge up. Because they, if, they, if they turn to a shootout, then I'm actually going to take the Bengals breaking 30 points. It better not be a shootout. How many times do they need to rush the ball? I got every time you answer some shit, I gotta ask you another question. How many times do we need to rush the ball? You ain't going nowhere yet, damn it. Damn, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. I, I worked out actually between sets, so I'm I'm cool. Um, I they have to hit the ground 30 times minimum in this game. That's the number, y'all. That's They're the number. not good enough without Debo Samuel and with Jimmy Garoppolo to win this game without eclipsing 30 rushes. Sibylla, before before you you get off here though, you know. You're my girl, and I have to ask you this question about your problem with the Bengal stripes and why the 49ers are going to beat them. So you right. have to explain that to everyone so that I can know right. that conversation was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as you guys, we, we preface that I'm a mother and everything like that. What is with the Bengals having the same stripes on every damn helmet? No two tigers have the same stripes. So they're an insult to the tiger nation. Well, you know what? <laughs> Bengals, y'all need to get y'all <laughs> together because y'all facts right. are wrong. Because she, she's right. And, yes. and, and another reminder here, win or lose, Cincinnati, you're 0-2. All we'll right. leave it at that. Chris and ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for welcoming our guest, Sybilla, on the Nitty Gritty Niners talk show. We appreciate you, Sybilla. Can't wait to have you back on. Absolutely. You can you can find Sybilla on her TikTok and IG, which is Sybilla um, Bugzaza. Same for YouTube and Twitter. And she's going to start her own podcast, which I'm excited about because I'm going to guest on there. And it's going to be called KLIT Radio. So be sure that you check. Wait, 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 Interacting would be great. I have one last question. Sure. What's in the wine glass? What's what's in your tumbler? Oh, this right here is no, Mr. Ec- Fedora. Um, Echo oh, Falls. Oh, me. What's oh, my most. Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry. Oh, uh, this is just a little bit of uh, Crown Peach. Uh-huh. With a very little relaxed, bit of this, very chill. I like that. With a little bit of this Wegman's lemonade. Oh, you know? I love Wegman's. Got to be Wegman's too. You know. So is there the Wegman's, Wegman's lemonade. 
So we're I don't think we're, so. We're all East Coast. Yeah, Isn't yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wegmans is East Coast, I think. We're all on the East Coast. Are all you seriously? Yep. You got oh, Connecticut in the house. You got Philly in the house. You got Tennessee in the house. We all share the same time zone. Go figure. Got you. Isn't that crazy how some of the biggest fans are right here on the East Coast? Right here I, on the East, I've baby. never understood that. Yeah, but it's true. The faithful, they, well, we travel well. That's we for definitely sure. do. Mm-hmm. We definitely okay. do. Now, will you, the last question, I promise. Are you going to any of the remaining five games? Yeah, so um, it's, it's really hard for me to, to do that as, as a model because I work weekends. A lot of photographers, no matter how successful they are, they work nine to five. Gotcha. Monday through Friday. And it's it's like that's their pad money, basically, is, is what they get from their 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 photography. So I'm pretty much at the behest of, of that on Saturdays and Sunday. Cincinnati was a really uh, tempting game. So was the Philadelphia game. And I would have gone to that if Grant had gone. But he basically was like, Philadelphia? I don't think so. That was his – basically, he wasn't really a big fan. He wanted to go to Chicago. I can't see Grant in Philly, dog. I can't, no, I can't either. I can't see Grant in Philly. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me, t- let me tell you. Who's who's from Philadelphia here? Mr. Mike. Is it not an unusual place? It's tough. <laughs> un- un- unusual is is the PG version of what Philadelphia right. is. <laughs> Trying not to incur you guys any more fines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should be past that mark. We're an hour into the show. If YouTube watches an hour of the show to get some fines, then they got fucking issues. Yeah, but, they, then they they looking for problems. Right. They always, always problems. looking for problems. People absolutely do. They look for problems. And I'm going to say this because you guys want, you know, you guys are, are, are not going to say it yourself, but I have to give this to you guys. Minority shows are targets for conservative right-wing Facebook groups. I just oh. went through this on TikTok. They will disband people to your shows, they will share them and they will report, report, report. I just went through this on TikTok. I got, I, I have 40,000 followers on TikTok and it's working again, but I got banned for a short period of time by one of these right ring Facebook groups and they come on there and they share the show. Watch out for that. People who share your show and you don't know who they are, got to watch out for that. And that's what they do. And, and, and it, they, they, they just sit there and they punk you and, and, and eventually the computer bans you. Not a person. Oh. Oh, wow. Well, okay. I, 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 if that person want to stop being a punk and come and say something those to one people, of our faces. It's, they, yeah, those people. Breezy, they never do. I, I know. But I just want to say, guys, look, we, we put out content. We are, all five of us, we're putting out content for mm-hmm. you. We're trying to be as authentic as we can. We right. understand y'all want to get y'all ads on the show. We cool with it. We don't make money off of it. We get it, though. You want your ads on the show, but just just mind you, we're just trying to put out the authenticity for our faithful. They know who we are. They support us. Don't discredit them and what they do and what we right. say and things like that. We promise we definitely will keep it kosher, but sometimes we just want to keep it a book. Sometimes the words just come out. Can't help it. We, do. we just show. don't keep it nitty gritty because that's what we do. So. You know what I mean? It is what like, it is. The next time we lose, I can't promise you. I, you know what? <laughs> If we lose on Sunday, it's going to be the worst cussing show I could promise you. We should not lose to Cincinnati in any way, shape, or form. No. I don't care if they got freaking uh, uh, Palmer back there playing quarterback. <laughs> we better not lose this game. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm really concerned with our backfields, having yeah. Hill and Hasty back there. Those are the two backs you will see. <sighs> and I, and to, 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 not to put to find a point at it, but we don't have a backfield right now. We have a quarterback who needs one. Okay. 
and and we gonna let you go right there because that's that's a whole that's it that's all we needed that you said it we didn't say it Sybilla said it make sure you follow thank Sybilla you Sybilla thank you, thank you wonderful yes. to meet the whole crew I will be back thank you so awesome. much Sybilla absolutely thank you. thank you thank you peace out that was awesome it was fantastic it was really good like the knowledge. Like mm-hmm. the the realness, the authenticity. I feel like Sybil, she she fit right in. Right. Like she's been <laughs> a member of Nitty Gritty for like, and and that's probably who she is. She can adapt to any type of environment. Um, and and that's probably just from her upbringing. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. That's what's so dope about her. Um, her content is crazy. So go out there and watch it. The thing I like about her on Grant Cohen's show, she a little bit too real for Grant. Uh huh. <laughs> when she came on here, she just probably was like, "Hey, I could just say it how I want, you know." It comes right. out. It's all natural. Right. Sean, thank you for the contribution, my guy. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate it. And both of their Super Bowl losses came to us. That's they right. Did facts, facts, I want to talk about Super Bowls because I just don't know if we should talk about Super Bowls and jinx anything right now. But you're absolutely right. But let's talk about some of the history from this game. Let's get into this game. We're gonna break this game down. Uh, look, the 49ers and the Bengals—they've played 16 times. All right, the 49ers lead the series 12 to four. That's better say 13 to four on Sunday. Now, right. here's the cool thing: because Sybilla said we were gonna score how many points? 24. Our average is almost 24 points against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the era. Doesn't matter the squad. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter anything. That's what we average. Now, I think we've played better squads than the squad we're going to be playing this Sunday, but our team is also a little bit different. The 49ers need to be able to put up at least 24 points, uh, according to Silva, to beat this team. I can't wait to figure out what you guys think. Before PC, uh, Peachy does her pieces, look, this is where the Bengals are ranked, man. They're 14th in offense. They average that 355.6 yards a game. We got to talk about this, Mose, because when I looked up these stats, and I know we don't like the, the, the numbers, but we always got to talk numbers. The numbers game, right? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That's good. That's middle of the pack, yeah. right? 14th. 356, all we hear about is Joe Burrow throwing down the field, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins is reemerging, Tyler Boyd might be the guy. I don't know, but we're hearing about that. But check this out. We rank higher. (laughs) And both. (laughs) And both. Right. So let's talk about this game right here. It's realistic. To win from the numbers perspective, mm-hmm. we got to keep it realistic on the player personnel, and that's where Moses' fear is going to come and, in. And that's and you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, the numbers say we should win, but the numbers said we should win in Seattle, didn't they? Don't do that. Because Cincinnati, would you just showed that number? It was they were they fourteen did. and fifteen I, to go along that's, with the, wasn't the wasn't Seattle thirty one and thirty two. He's yes. right. Yes, Lord. Let's go along with the theme. He's exactly, he's 100% correct. You better mm-hmm. praise him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Seattle was 31 and 32 in them same rankings that you put up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, but we got to execute. We got, and, and right. so that's the context, right? That's mm. what we're coming down to. Now, watching that last Seattle game, it's, I can't compare Seattle to Cincy. Because Seattle don't have a player like, I mean, since he don't have a player at the quarterback position like 
Russell Wilson. And I don't care how bad Russell Wilson is. I don't care if they – I guarantee y'all Seattle probably won't win another game this season. But two of their wins are going to come from San Francisco, mm. and that's probably going to keep his behind in Seattle because at least he know he's guaranteed two wins a year. And so as much as I like what Joe Burrow is, is doing, he's not that good. And then that's why I want to talk about it, right? Because he's not – does he make big plays? Yup. Why? He can throw a ball down the field. You know, we played a player like this a couple of weeks ago. His name is Kirk Cousins. Let's talk. Let's have this conversation. Let's have it. Let's have That's it. That's right. Yeah. Now, Burrow's not one of Peachy's pieces. So let's talk a little bit about Burrow, man. What do you expect from Burrow in this game? Man, I. it's so weird because of his injury, right? So we don't know 100%. Well, we don't know that he's going to be 100%. We, we're we're assuming based on the injury that he's definitely um, going to have some issues. And with the offensive line having issues for them as well, I'm pretty sure I believe they have a couple injuries on their O-line. We should be able to get to Joe Burrow, man. We should be able to get to him, rattle him early, and cause some problems for it, for their timing. It, it, it has to happen in order for us to be successful. It has to. And, you know, all the pieces are aligned for that. The only issue I have is that happened once before this year, right? With Green okay. Bay. With okay. Green Bay. They had a bunch of old linemen out, and we just all assumed that the 49ers were just going to steamroll them, and it didn't happen like that. So, you know, I'm a little leery of saying that's what's going to go down. All right. Anyone else want to add anything to that? No, just to, to to kind of pick up where he, it is. I, I can understand your leeriness, but I think where the confidence still lies is Joe Burrow's not Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Joe Burrow can do what Aaron Rodgers did. Going 16 for 16 for 150 yards and a touchdown on passes where you hold the ball less than two seconds. Yeah. I don't think Joe Burrow's doing that. Talk your talk. Um, I think he's too, he's, he's too early in his career. I think the only person he really has chemistry like that with is Jamar Chase. They don't have a tight end. Um, Mixon is, is nicked up, and he has that injury with his pinky. So being able to make quick reads and throw the ball quickly with velocity that he needs, I don't know if he'll be able to do that. Um, but, you know, if our defensive line can't get to Joe Burrow and he has time to sit back there, um, you know, it could be up in the air. I mean, it, it – it's one of them things where, like, we know what we're capable of. We have all the pieces to do it. And we've seen there's been six weeks where we've done it and six weeks where we have it. And we yeah. can't figure out which weeks we're going to show up and which weeks we're not. So we, we, still trying to figure out who we are, I feel like. Right. That, exactly. That's crazy. Crazy. That's that, crazy. How, how can we still be figuring out our identity at, at week 14? Hmm. I, I, how I can't answer possible? it. I can't answer it, and the team can't either. Kyle can't. Yeah, yeah the team they don't know either. stuff like that at the press conference, and he's he baff, mm. more baffled than we are. That's I don't the difference. That's the difference from us being six and six, and the Patriots rattling off seven straight and being at nine and four, right. sitting at number yeah, yeah. one right. in the AFC. That's right. the difference. Mm-hmm. Because once they figured out who they were, mm. they stuck with that. Yep. I've been saying it all season. That once the Patriots found their brand of football and found their way to win on offensive and defensive side of the ball, that's all Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels needed to figure out. Yep. What is who are we? Yep. What is our brand of football and how do we win? 
Right. Once they figured out that formula, they stayed with that formula. They did not deviate from that formula one bit. Yep. And they rattled off seven straight. Now they get to go in their bye after right. winning seven straight, sending number one in the AFC. To and now up. they can get recharged. Recharge, get, get recoup from playing. Yep. Thank yep. you. And then now yep. they can come back and we don't have to figure out who we are. We don't have to try something new. We know what works. Now we're healthy and we can do mm -hmm. that even better. I wonder, Mose, though, how much of that because we every year we get its early buy, like, mm -hmm. but where we're still trying to figure out our identity. Week four it was last year. Week five is this year. You might as well say it's week four because of the extra That's week right. they added. Right. Day. So mm -hmm. why are they doing us dirty like that? So we gotta play this game, and within the game now. I don't know how much of that you want to put on that 49ers trying to figure out their identity. We clearly know we want to run the ball. Mm -hmm. But when teams, okay, when certain teams have certain players with certain positions like linebackers and safeties that stack the box, it kryptonites it, it the, the, the offense. They can't block. They can't get guys. Like, and I get it. Then you watch the team. With the, I think a worse offense. I don't think that the Patriots' offensive line is that much better than the 49ers' offensive line. It might be slightly, but I don't even think it's that. But mm. they still, it, slightly, right? They got better guards. No, I, I'd say it's, I'd say at position for position, other than left tackle, they better. Their offensive line is way better than ours. Okay, because I know Shaq Mason, be, way better guard than Shaq both Mason, our guards. David Andrews. Trent Brown, former 49er. Another tackle. Uh, they got a better right uh, tackle. Michael Onwenu, the other guard. But they just moving the ball. And I feel like Kyle can find ways to move the ball. But he's choosing to just run stuff up the middle, do a halfback toss sweep. What happened to the stretch plays? Do you mean to tell really? me we only could run that with most speed, bro? Breezy, you, what you, you, hit the nail on, you hit the nail on the head, bro. It's like Kyle sets himself up for failure. He's like, mm. let me run up the middle to see if it works. Oh, my goodness. They're stacking the box. It's not going to work. I mm -hmm. guess we can't run the ball today. Now what do I do? Come on, Kyle. Yeah. You're more creative than that, bro. Yeah. You can you figure know out ways. You can you can manufacture yards in the run game. You can You can manufacture enough yards in the run game early to make the defense second guess what they're doing and get out of that yeah. to open up this stuff up the middle if that's what you want to run. And but I think I think Kyle is being lazy. I think he has a, a good excuse, but I think he's being lazy. His good excuse is, well, I don't have a quarterback who can help the defense and help my offense get the defense out of this eight, nine-man front. Most. Because we can't play action pass, because we can't throw outside the numbers, because all Jimmy can do is throw over the middle and he throws interceptions, I don't have a quarterback good enough to help my offense get this defense out of the eight, nine-man fronts. I like I how you Kyle added is it. Using, I get where you're going with this. I, I think Kyle is using that as a crutch, and he needs to stop using that as a crutch. We know, we know Jimmy's limitations. Mm -hmm. Figure something else out. Yeah. Figure so you're basically saying around him. So basically, you're saying he doesn't want to. I don't know if he doesn't. I don't know if he doesn't want to. If he's trying to hold on to stuff for next year to really open up the playbook to Trey Lance and people don't have stuff on tape, but like eventually they're going to get it on tape, and you're going to have to find something new anyway. Like, but but did you did you creative. notice? Did you notice? Like, I feel like within those first, you know, what they say, Kyle has like 
12 set plays to start the game or whatever it may be, whatever the number is, right? Did you notice that after that, there's nothing that sets up the next play? Like, there's there's no, like, all right, I know that I'm going to do this because later on in the drive, I'm going to do this. It's it's like the but players that, are are making these plays despite what's being called, not because of what's being called. Ooh, I like that. But see, mm, I like it too. I, I like that. But Kyle's different than that. Kyle isn't the type. Kyle does do that. He does set up plays. It's just that they don't happen consecutively after one another. Kyle, does yeah, his, his 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 twelve to twenty play script script is right. It's supposed to set up something in the third and fourth, third quarter. And fourth quarter. Right. Right. Not. It, it, he doesn't drive by drive, do do plays that are complimentary to one another. That right, up. he right. wants you to see something in the first twenty plays and then come and back. Have that ingrained in your mind. That when I see that, now, when now, it, now I can do this order, off that. You think right. he's doing that, and then he Correct. does something else. He's trying Correct. to be but deceptive. It ain't working. If we can, if we can figure that out right here on this show, mm-hmm. you tell me professionals that have been in the NFL 5, 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. they aren't also seeing that? Kyle they does are. this within his first 12, 15, 20 plays to set something up in the third and fourth quarter. They know that. They know uh, that. Yeah. Let's get to Peachy's pieces. She got, a, she got about three players she wants to talk about, and we're going to talk about these three players after she gives us the lowdown on them. All right, so let's start with your pieces, Peachy. Let's go with this guy first, all right? Joe Mixon, their running back. Uh, tell us a little something about him, man. Why is he one of your pieces? reason why that I chose Joe Mixon is one of my pieces. Drafted by the Bengals in 2017 was because his burst, he can beat defenders to the edge, although doesn't have elite breakaway top speed, but he can still move. Excellent receiving ability out of the backfield, both at the catch point after the catch. He has um, hand-to-body catch many targets due to route and throw location, but does show good hands when given the opportunity. He can also force missed tackles. He possesses elusiveness to make defenders miss and also the strength to break through tackles. Shows quickness and lateral agility to make defenders miss in the hole. Forward lean helps him gain yards after contact, but it can also cause him to get off balance and go down earlier than he should from linebackers and safety just throwing themselves into him without wrapping up. So Joe Mixon is going to be a problem for the 49ers. The good thing is, is that if they can get him off balance, then they have him. All right. Joe Mixon, guys. Um, let's just keep it a buck. He's battling an injury. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility he won't be as if, as effective. Right. Um, I do have some stuff on Joe, and then I'm gonna let you guys talk about it. Listen, Joe Mixon, uh, he only has three 100 rushing yards this season. Yeah. All right. Now he is at 978. So the the, the Bengals have two players that can break the thousand yard mark. Right. <laughs> Joe Mixon in rushing. And Jamar Chase in receiving, mm-hmm. all right? 12 touchdowns, 227 attempts. Clearly, he's their bell cow. He he is a little banged up. He got one of his biggest games, 165, two TDs versus the Steelers, 123, uh, two TDs versus the Raiders, uh, and then the very first game of the season, that overtime game against the Vikings, 127 yards with the TD. Uh, I do want to say Joe Mixon was held to uh, about 50 yards last week. All right, by the Chargers, mm-hmm. who had no Joey Bosa, right? Who he started the game and he ended up leaving with mm-hmm. an injury, didn't come back, didn't return. 
Uh, and I know he's an edge rusher, but still, like he's effective in the run game as well as in the pass game, as well mm-hmm. as the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Mixon was held. He did have a TD last week, um, but he was held to under 100 yards. Can the 49ers hold him to under 100 yards like they've been doing most running backs this season, minus Jonathan Taylor? That's the only one. That's my question for you guys. Talk about Joe Mixon. Go ahead, Mills. I mean, he's only had three 100-yard games. Only Just three, one bro. was 165, and it was against Pittsburgh at home. I mean, we look at the numbers, and our defense, like you said, has held running backs under 100 yards except for Jonathan Taylor. That's it. Um, and I only think Jonathan Taylor got those yards because – we couldn't control the ball and turnovers. That's it. That's it. So as long as, again, like we've been saying, it's not rocket science. As long as we can control the ball and eliminate stupid turnovers and stupid penalties, mm-hmm. um, we can hold him under 100 yards. It's not that hard. Right. Joe Burrow is 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 ineffective. Will be somewhat ineffective due to his injury. Mixing his nurse in an injury. He didn't practice today. Um, he's uh, got an illness. It's non-COVID related, but he didn't practice today. That may affect his fluid and electrolytes level. Let's hope he don't get no raised energy before the game. I knew he was um, going with it. <laughs> and uh, the offensive line is banged up. So absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. We, are, we, we should be able. So if, if Joe Mixon gets 100 yards, the 49ers lose this game. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Now, fair. Different question. And now he, damn it, Mose. I was going to ask you that question, but like, do they need? Do the Bengals need to control the the clock with the rushing? Like the 49ers need to control the clock with rushing, or can the Bengals win an air raid against the 49ers? Um, I think that more depends on what we do. See, right? that's not how football's supposed to be, right? No, no, no. But it realistically, right? If we're protecting the ball, then they're not going to win the time of possession. If we're converting on third down, they're not going to win the time of possession. But do you our still want to win the ball, week, right? Week in and week out, our biggest uh, uh, problem is ourself. Like, we need to control what we can control. Okay. And then I feel like this game is going to be the result that we want out of it. But okay. if we are coming in here, uh, playing around with the ball, and, and you know, I'm not really sweating mixing too much because of his injury. I feel like our defense does it well enough against the run. But again, like if we're giving them extra possessions, then what? Then what? Then we're in a bad situation. Then we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And we might get carved up a little bit. So with his injury, what's his name? Samaje. Samaje P. Ryan, which is the one that I actually fear more. Because we have a problem with backup running backs. Okay, okay, and that now is going to be my question. I was going to allude that to that. Like, do we need to worry about the backup, a much mm. harder running back, a guy that's going to be that that ground and pound guy, really to rush up the middle, the bigger of the two running backs. They use Joe Pick uh, Mixon more in a pass game as well as running back. He he can run the ball. If you give him a hole, he Audi five thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So we don't want to give him that, and he's elusive too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. P. Ryan is there is going to be their backup. Now he got dinged up last week too. Yeah, he, he did. They both did yeah. <laughs> His bell rung, so I don't know. But th- like Peachy said, that's the one that she's more concerned about because mm-hmm. the 49ers, for some reason, 
It's like they don't up care quarterbacks. for the backups, yo. What, the, what is going on? Yeah. Hey, let's get to this next guy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Mr. Jamar Chase. Rookie. Rookie of the year, rookie. guys. Rookie, rookie of, the year. of the year. You should rookie be. Of the year. Everybody's saying rookie of the year. You I should like be. It. Absolutely. Jamar Chase was drafted by the Bengals just this year, which is why he's eligible for rookie of the year. Man, this dude has so much speed in this separation ability. He has a burst off the line with sudden explosive speed to quickly generate separation from cornerbacks. Chase is fast through his routes, and defensive backs have a near impossible task of running with him. He's already beat quite a few good cornerbacks this year. With his deep speed, Chase is a deep threat that can take the top off a of defense. He regularly burns the secondary running a go route down the sideline or a slant across the field. On top of off-game breaking speed, Chase is a quality route runner and is sudden out of his breaks. Being fast and sudden translates to Chase being a dangerous yards after the catch weapon. He's elusive in the open field with good moves to dodge tacklers and vision to see openings for longer gains. Now, the parts of his technique as he high points the ball well and does a nice job on 50-50 passes, even though he's not a receiver with mismatch height, with late hands, Chase does a good job of securing passes and is reliable, natural hands catcher. Tracks the ball extremely well, and it looks almost impossible to overthrow him. Hmm. I y'all gonna okay. All right. All right. I, 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 like, <laughs> I like this a lot. I uh, I see a lot of people in the chat. Please don't put Norman on them. You got they <laughs> look, they they won't. They're not. They're not. The 49ers are not dumb. This is why. You're hearing Amory Thomas mm-hmm. and Diamondor Lenore's name pop up. Yep. This kid is a rookie, so put the rookies out there. Why? Right. Need? Okay. So if he wins a 50-50 ball, oh, the F well. Okay. You want a 50-50 ball. What you're not going to do is you're not going to run past these guys. Yeah. And this is why I like Diamondor Lenore or Amory Thomas on this particular kid because Amory will jam him at the line. Lenore will play the sideline. He has better, in my opinion, has better technique, but we're seeing Ambry Thomas's technique improve. And Lenore's technique, what's the what's the opposite of improve? Get, get a little bit worse. Like it's getting a little bit worse. But if they're gonna use him to run down the field, I like Lenore on the outside on him. If 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 Josh Norman is used in this game, please put him on Tyler Boyd. Like, please put him on the older guy or right. T. Higgins. Yeah. T. Higgins, put him on Higgins. Agree. Like, let him be on the bigger guy. I would love to see man coverage on T. Higgins because let me tell you something about Jamar Chase. All right. This is what I did some research. What Breezy get to do when he's sitting work meetings all the damn day? I could do some work. All right, here we go. Jamar Chase, 55 receptions, 958 yards, eight touchdowns. He is close to breaking that thousand yard mark. He'll do it against the 49ers. Oh, of Possibly. course. Possibly. 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 Last game against the Chargers, they have way better DBs in the secondary, right? Right? But they also have a pass rush. 52 yards. He was held to 52 yards. Game before that, 39 yards. Steelers. Game before that, I don't know who even played for this team. But this is the team I'm going to talk about. Let's see if you can guess the team I'm talking about. Ready? Here we go. All right. He had 32 yards against that team. The week before that, 49 yards against the Brown. The week before that, 32 yards against the Jets. I don't know who played for them either. All I'm saying is he can be contained against weaker secondaries. 
if our pass rush, Moe's, Fair, Peachy, is on point, then Kenneth was like the Raiders. I can't, we can't say that name. Here we go. If our pass rush is on point, will he be a factor? Because Joe Burrow won't be able to have the time to right. throw the down the field. And Chase isn't as good in the slant game because you know what he does? He does Kendrick Bourne stuff. He drops passes. Mm-hmm. Mose, talk to me, man. Walk me off the ledge because I'm more worried about Higgins than I am Chase. Walk me off this ledge, fair? Bro, just because you brought that up, I feel like he about to go off. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, bro, just because you brought that up, that's one, two, three, four. In a row. Oh, let me see if it extends past this. Bro, that's, no, 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 no. He had 100 yards past those five. So he's five games under 100. The game Time for him to have a good game. game. Yo, his last game where he oh, was man. over 100 was on <laughs> October 24th against Baltimore where he was 201 10, yards. He caught eight of 10 targets for 201. And then before that's that, nice. he had 97 Whoa, against Detroit. Bro. And he had 159 against Green Bay. Ugh. Bro, I feel like 32, 49, 32, 39, 52. Had it not been for numbers. Joe Burrow's finger, I feel like he was he would he would go off. But for some reason, at, since you brought that up, I feel like, of course, just with our luck this season, <laughs> of course, this would be the week where Jamar Chase. It's a get right off. team for the right. 49ers. Like, right. like it's you know, literally 49ers come out there, team gets right. They and can. then and then next week he's gonna be injured for the rest of the year because they already oh, played us. Oh, Which we... is what happened. No, 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 no. That's the nitty-gritty show. That's the after dark right, show. Right. Right. My bad. My bad. But we're gonna talk about that after dark. No, no, Subscribe no, but... to YouTube. We get that show. I just wanted to say because a lot I see a lot of ifs in there, and I'm gonna say what I said before. If ifs was fifths, we'd all be drunk. Hey. I got about a fifth left of this gold bar. So gold bar, uh, you know, if you want to replenish, <laughs> you know, the fifth. Let's do it. But no, seriously. Yeah. You know, Mose, I'm trying to think optimistic with some good juju. But you're right. You're right. Like I mean, this listen, would be the game. Who was the, who was the corner that was on him last week? The guy that the 49ers should have drafted? Oh, okay. Hey, that's a sore subject. We're not just talking about that on this show. Anymore. I'm not so, going to mention his name cuz nah, it gives me it hurts I mean, my I'm not, I'm not going to mention his name either. But what I will say is Breezy need to be all up and through his his big blue his big blue players mentions this uh, week uh, for and sure get, and, and get him ready to go for this game. Ambry, I, yeah. I know the fact that they asked Kyle about Ambry and Lenore, and he said Ambry is improving, and I'm noticing it on special teams. That's that's that's, where that's it how you get that's where you at. Will you talk to him, football coach? I'm just saying. That's where Tell it starts and that's where you at. If you can't play where I put you at, how do you expect for me to give you a, a more important position? We're not we're not going to mm-hmm. bring you up and put you on a starting defense if you can't contribute on special teams. Right. That's it's all like, about building trust. Exactly. Exactly. Can I, can you I, want me to can see I trust you? you in this game? Right. 100%. And and you want me to see you, and you're telling me all these great things about you playing corner, but you can't get down there and stay in your lane for, for special teams? How I'm going to expect you to run uh, 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 50 yards with a receiver that runs 4-3? How? It ain't now, happening. Thomas is the faster of the two, so if y'all want to know why I said I put Ambry on right. him, 
I know. Is because I, I, he has the speed. And I agree. And like you said earlier, speed. you know, Demo has definitely Technique. Um, showed like some deficiencies, right? Over the last few weeks that we when we when we've seen him. Right. And Ambry, from where he started to where he's at now, he's it seems to be on the he's progressing. So mm-hmm. you go with somebody who's on the incline instead of the decline. And so I the trend up opposed yep. to the trend down. For sure. For sure. You read the high end. Analytical people. I know that. I know that's right. Peachy, we got one more piece to get okay. to. Uh, and this might be my favorite piece, Peach. Because mm. this dude's a terror. Yeah. Who's this guy? Um, uh, Mr. Trey Hendrickson, who played for the Saints. Uh, he was drafted by the Saints uh, in 2017, played there from 2017 to 2020, and just came to Cincinnati this year. Is dominating. He has 11 sacks already. 11 and a half, Peach. 11 and a half. 11 and a half, sorry. 11 and a half already. Exceptional burst off the line of scrimmage. Challenges the edge routinely and already adept at turning speed into power. Kicked inside at times in obvious pass rushing situations and was proficient at beating guards as well. Still incredibly raw with a good deal of coachable issues in his game. So he still has, like, he still has work, but most of us have, you know, most of the defensive players have things they work on. Um, but he doesn't keep going back to the same moves and keeps offensive tackles on edge with an array of maneuvers. Nice little inside swim move with more than enough agility to pull it off. So this dude can be a problem. I I don't care of what he needs to work on. I know. 11 and a half sacks. Right. Whatever's working is working. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, how yep. do we contain this guy? That's the question. Right. But what, but what about- that, that showed me was when, when they were talking about that is that he's just going to get better. Like, he's just going to keep on, on getting better and better. That's what's terrifying about this dude. He's still gonna he's gonna keep improving, gonna get better, and I'm sure that he'll be dominant against the 49ers. So I'm, Edge rusher. I'm scared to death of this dude. How many sacks did they have against um he had a sack on your guy from yeah. from, from, from LA? Herbert. How many sacks did the team have in that game? Didn't they sack him about four times? Am I wrong? Or because Jimmy was sacked what twice last week? Once last week? They got so against, four times. They got sacked four yeah. times. I told you. Four times for a 33-yard loss. Half mm-hmm. a sack, half a sack by Von Bell, half a sack by BJ Hill, half a sack by Sam Hubbard, half a sack by Cameron Sample, and one sack by Trey Hendrickson. So they 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 get into the quarterback. I, I brought that up to say this, right? Our offensive line, we know is struggling. We got a a, a patch worked right tackle. We lost our right tackle for the season. So Tom Compton is going to have his game. There's no way they put him on Trent's side. Absolutely we, not. We want that. Now, do they have another edge? Do they have two edges that we got? Because if so. They got Bree, They got Bree, uh, Peachy's homie. Who? Sam Hubbard, OSU. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they do. This is going to be a tough. This is going to be tough. It's going to be tough mm-hmm. for the O-line. Gonna be a problem for the O line, their defensive line. Um, it's gonna be tough. I I still don't think I still think the only time Jimmy gets sacked is if he sit there and hold the ball for like forty five seconds. <sighs> and that's, like, that's got to be our frustration with Jimmy. It's, yeah. it's the high throws and holding the ball longer. Let me let me ask you this: Have, have any of you ever played quarterback? 
What's the first when you're in the pocket and your reads aren't there? And I know we don't play, we haven't played it professionally, but we played it on a skill level. Or even if y'all just play flag football or even backyard street, if you ain't played football in the street on the concrete and get tackled, you ain't a football player. But if you, you ain't play football, football, you ain't play football. As a quarterback, you hike the ball, right? They count Mississippi's yep. and then they blitz or yeah, then they, yep. get, they get the rush, excuse me. After that five or whatever y'all play, five or seven minutes, there's no such thing as five or three Mississippi, whatever y'all play, three-step drop, five-step drop, whatever y'all play, do you just stand there? No. If nobody's open, what do you do? No. I just want to know what you do. Go the opposite if you, way. If you, don't, if you don't move off the pocket and get away from the rush to find somebody open, just curious. after you do that, if nobody's open, what do you do? You take off with the ball. You either run or you still look for that pass and you try to throw it away, or yeah, you try to complete the pass. If if you see a guy open, Mo, go ahead, fair, go ahead. I don't know. I'm just in high school and pop Warner. You can't throw the ball away, so okay. you you still have to either try to throw it in the direction of someone to make it look okay. like you're throwing it to them, or get up out of there. And that's the thing. Like this guy has no like escapability at all. Like he I just, disagree. I disagree. He just, you know, if, if man, you he can never be a musician, no, 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 musician, no, no, no. and no, no, they throw no, no, that boy inside no, uh, the, the no, water where it's no. sinking. And, nope, he gone. He gone. He gone. Fair. And this Seattle Seahawks game, when they was their backs was against the wall, Jimmy had his greatest run of the whole season. The pocket broke down, and he said. Yeah, that one Man. time. It, but my point is, you can't say he don't have the escapability. I thought he didn't. Okay? Then he did it. Yeah, and so but, when you do it, that means it's there. That means is it that, that the coach don't want him to do it? No, you cannot. Who, who who, give, how are you going to tell the man that's back there running for his life that he has to sit the field. there and take it back? Who cares what Kyle want him to do? If the play breaks down, if my protection breaks down, do you want me to run and get one, right. two, or three positive yards? Or do you want me to get sacked and lose four, five, six negative yards? Do you want me to get sacked and possibly get hit hard enough or get blindsided where I fumble the ball and then I walk back to the sidelines dejected with my head down and as soon as I sit on the bench, you walking up to me with your play sheet over your mouth cussing me out like I done kissed your wife or something. Like, what do you, like, who cares what Kyle wants him to do? (laughs) If the play breaks down and you're admitting, and, and, this is our frustration with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. You're I'll talking about we've seen him do it. The capability is there. Why doesn't he do it? That's what well, I'm saying. Maybe Kyle doesn't want him to do it. I don't care what Kyle wants me to do when I'm on the field. He's not playing quarterback. Yeah. He don't got to get hit by a six foot five, three hundred and twenty. Especially, especially when you are by the oh Lord. When you are by the end zone. You mean when you're and in you your own end zone. Get out you. of the you, way. You know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Do I do I run and get a couple of yards and maybe wow. we don't get a first down and, and we punt, or do I get hit in the end zone and give this team a free right. two points and the ball back? So I, like, people, bro, I was critical. People. No, I was gonna say I was critical of Jimmy, but then I watched that play again. Yo, Tom Compton got demolished. He got demolished, but still, Jimmy had a he had small lane in, the, in the, the middle of the field. Move out. Yeah. All you had to do was just move out, lunch out, do something out. He don't, bro. he don't have sensory perception. Bro, right. Bro, he don't he got no, no moves, spatial 
awareness. Most, most, you see, like right. when uh, certain um quarterbacks get out of the pocket and they may not be the fastest, and they like pump fake, like they got to throw exactly. the ball over the person's head and get the defender to jump just so they can right. get up and around. Yep. Just, so just he don't do none of that. Bro, all I all, all I need is a second. Let right. me pump you, get you off your feet. Good. And then I got you, the angle. You bought me the one second that I needed to skip through this little hole. He, he don't do get none of it. It all starts up here, man. It all starts up here. That's the only reason why I was starting Trey Lance week one. It's because he just got it. I don't care if he don't know the playbook. I don't care if he throw interceptions. I don't care if he do wrong. All I know is he got a football innate ability to where he can create a play from a no play. It's called improvisation. Bro, can I go on a, I go on a mini peachy rant real quick? I, you can go on a definitely mini peachy rant. Because I, I, I had to give somebody the business on Twitter. I mean, not on Twitter, on Facebook. Because they're trying to say like, oh, if you're a 49ers fan, you're supposed to stick with the team and y'all always criticizing the team. Y'all not real fans of blah, 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 blah. And everybody wants Trey Lance, Trey Lance to start, but he's a rookie. And I expected Trey Lance to come in and take this bull by the horns and win the job. But obviously, he couldn't do that. Well, Colin Kaepernick did it when he came in. First of all, let me shut you up real quick. One, Colin Kaepernick wasn't a rookie. Two, Alex Smith was injured more than one week. Trey Lance right. got a half, a, a, got to play a right. half, and mm -hmm. he only got to play one game because Jimmy was injured. Three, Alex Smith didn't cost the team twenty-five million dollars. There's a whole what? bunch of, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why Colin Kaepernick was able to succeed in that time that Alex Smith got injured with a concussion, which was multiple weeks, as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo talking about, oh my calf hurts. That's those, those are two different situations. You cannot compare Colin Kaepernick to Trey Lance. But the reason why we want Trey Lance to start is the same reason why we didn't want to draft Mac Jones. The 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 game on Monday night with the Patriots, I um Nick Wright um on first things first says, we've never seen anything like that. Bullshit, Nick. We saw that in the playoffs with the 49ers when Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball five times yes, and exactly. he was ripping the Absolutely. 49ers and ripping Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. and ripping Jimmy Garoppolo saying, how can you mm -hmm. trust this quarterback to win you the Super Bowl if you don't even trust him to throw the ball more than five times? But just you praise Bill Belichick for going into Buffalo with this game plan to run the ball 50 times and only throw it three times. Nick Wright, you full of shit. Okay, back to what I'm talking about. Trey Lance, we wanted him to start. Why? Because he can't be any worse than what Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. He cannot be any worse. He can't. He, he really cannot be any worse than Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. So why have him sit on the bench? And not, if you're talking about these other rookies, getting them in and getting them playing time now. Mm -hmm. And like Peachy said, let him let them work out their kinks now to, so that they can be even more prepared next season. Why not do it with Trey Lance? Yep. Speaking, when you draft somebody in the top that, 10, right. when you draft somebody in the top 10, mm -hmm. you expect them to come in and play right away. That's right I, away. That's what I thought. Yeah. And not a quarterback because you want your quarterback to sit so they could become the next Aaron Rodgers or you want your quarterback to right. sit so they can become oh. the next Patrick Mahomes. That and, and going, going everybody, to, though. Going, going back to the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton. Loved him. Yeah, he, did. he loved Cam Newton. But they but don't want to have this say? conversation. But yeah. what did he say? Of course not. I love Cam Newton. If I didn't have this rookie, I would have kept I would have kept Cam Newton. But I have this rookie. And this rookie can do no worse than what Cam Newton is doing. 
So mm-hmm. why not get him in now, get him acclimated right now. Let's figure out what our brand of football is with him because he's our future anyway. Max. That's yeah. why. He's our future anyway. Let's that's figure why out what our brand goes. of football is with him. Let's figure out our identity with him because we know as opposed to Cam, the identities are going to be different, correct? Facts. You're not going to have the 100%. same identity as a football team with Cam Newton as your quarterback as opposed to Mac Jones. Guess what, Kyle Shanahan? You are not going to have the same identity with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback as opposed to Trey Lance. Here's so the you thing get that- Trey Lance in now, find out what your identity is, let him work out the kinks, and you keep fucking rolling. And you keep improving it every time. Right. Because he has multiple facets. He's a 5-2 quarterback. Yep. Isn't that what he wanted to draft? Isn't that what he said? An oppressor after getting his ass whipped on Monday Night Football by a 5-2 quarterback named Josh Allen? Breezy, let's here, not here. talk about what let's not talk about what Kyle Shanahan. We got to get to the after dark episode. I we got have you. to. We have to because it's all it's going to do is piss us off because okay. all he, all he talks about is I want versatility from players. Yet you continue to start Jimmy Garoppolo okay. who has you. zero versatility. I got you. All right, guys, listen, we're going to wrap up this show. Let's do score predictions. Uh, The fans voted. They said that they have 75% of the fans that voted said that the 49ers will beat Cincinnati. All right. And so shout out to the fans out there that that voted. The family, that's what we call them. They don't call you fans. You guys are family, right? They say that, hey, man, we should go be able to take care of business. This ain't got to do with paper. This got to do with just blood, sweat, and tears. They really feel like the 49ers are going to go out there. I'm going to agree with the fans. I'm not going to get my score prediction yet. I'll wait for you guys to go, but I'm just going to agree with the fans. I think that the 49ers travel well. I think that the 49ers play better on the East Coast for some weird, strange reason. Mm-hmm. I like that the NFL, the NFL up by letting this game go from 115 to 415 so that helps and enables the 49ers to be more acclimated to play on the east coast and i think the 49ers play well in elements so let's just talk about that really quickly do they win the game and then we'll do score predictions we'll get up out of here yeah i think so man i think they pulled us out um i i think that it's going to be a tough game but Think a low scoring game. I'll, I'll wait till we all do our. You want me to I, do score predictions as well, so or wait with this? Okay, wait. wait. I wait. Yeah, but I think so. I think they pulled us out. All right. So we got two wins. Peachy, you want to go or Moe's? You want to go? What's up? You okay, Moe's. Are we doing wins and score prediction? Or just we just doing the wins, then we'll go back around and do our score predictions. Wins losses. I think we win the game. Okay. Peachy. I think we win. And it's cool because despite the adversity. And I, we're not being homers here, just, but the, but in spite the adversity, like well, despite the adversity, whatever, like the 49ers still have an opportunity to be seven and six against a seven and five team, make another team seven and six, just because when I say adversity without any cornerbacks, see that's what the 49ers will probably find a way to figure out. It's not that they don't have any quarterbacks; they just don't have any legit guys, and we know that. The Bengals got weapons on the outside, yeah. right? We know that they got weapons. So what do you do? I want to see D'Amico Ryans come up with the best damn game plan I've ever seen because we have not heard his, we have not heard anything bad from D'Amico. He's been elevating his, his coaching ever since he had that one horribly coached game. Yeah, now the defense gave up 30 points, but there's context to the 30, right? <laughs> right? Okay. We don't need to get into that. We talked about that. Go watch the previous show. But there's context to that. And so I, up minus nine of those. There you go. 
And you go, and that's why the defense, if you guys don't remember, they're still ranked sixth. I just want to put that out there. They still have one of the best secondaries, pass, excuse me, the best pass defenses in the NFL. Just want to put that out there. I know the secondary looks crazy on paper, but we just did we not just talk about the elevation of the gameplay? Mm-hmm. So I can see Josh Norman getting a couple of forced fumbles in this game. Just mm-hmm. because. I can just see it. Now let's go score predictions. Let's start with Peachy. We'll end with myself. Peachy, you got it first. Okay. 28-24 49ers. 28-24 49ers. I like it. Most? 23-29ers in overtime. Ooh, Ooh. I don't want that. One. That's going to start our- that, that's gonna mess up our after show. <laughs> Go ahead, fear. Twenty-one seventeen Niners. I like it. I got the 49ers going twenty-four to seventeen. A touchdown, seven points. They win this game, and I really believe that they control the game. I do. I do. I think since he scores first, but the 49ers once they get rolling, it's a wrap. And they score enough points, and they run out the clock. They control. They run out the clock. Yeah, I said it. With no running backs. Hey, have we seen Jermichael Hasty go off in this offense yet? I can't remember Not if he's never year. had a key. So it's it's time. Hasty day. It's time. We've seen a Jeff Wilson Jr. who still yeah. may be available. We've seen an Elijah Mitchell who still may be available. So remember, much. these guys are possibles. I'm with you, Tanya. 24-17. I just really feel that's what it is. I think they get that 24 points. And if the defense helps them out a little bit, it's possible they can get more than 24. And the defense has been creating turnovers. Let's talk about that. The defense has been creating turnovers. They've been creating turnovers the past several weeks in football. Now we're talking about a second-year player who likes to do what? Turn over the ball. Talk to me, y'all. How are we not winning this game? Self-inflicted wounds. Self-inflicted wounds. Always. Self-inflicted wounds. Self-infliction. Self-destruction. They had yeah, for self-destruction. self-destruction. Hey. Mm. All right. Let's get to Nitty Gritty Niners after dark for the faithful. Guys, thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. Listen, make sure you go ahead and support our sponsors. We're at Rays. We're at Lids. We're at I, I'll put them up here for you guys. We got Lids. We got Rays. Check that out. We're also on my bookie. For those that like to bet out there, listen, man, go to mybookie.com. This is our newest sponsor. Please go ahead and support. Use that code, man. It will help out the stream. We truly appreciate you guys. Listen, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to do the uh, Nitty Gritty Nines after that. will be available Friday for those that are members of the YouTube channel. Peachy talked about that earlier on the show. If you guys are watching on Twitch, we appreciate you. If you're not watching on Twitch and you have a Twitch uh, channel or account, please go ahead and follow and subscribe to Nitty Gritty Niners talk. I'm going to be doing the simulation this Saturday. You don't want to miss it. I guarantee you the 49ers are going to win in the simulation. Shut up, most. You can miss it. You can miss it. And then there's Patreon where you'll go ahead and you're going to get the Wind Down Wednesday episode. You're going to get the lunch with Breezy and they got Mm -hmm. some stuff coming up for you. You guys need to sign up for the Patreon, guys. There's some really, really good stuff on there. So choose whichever tier fits your liking. But be sure and sign up for Patreon. You're not going to want to miss it. There's some exclusive, exclusive nitty-gritty stuff. It's really, really good. It's really, really good, guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I did want to get to this. Uh, a lot of people are saying bad coach and Taylor gang. You had a comment. Uh, I did a lunch with Breezy on the Patreon, and the name of the show is called Accountability. And it started with the coaches, right? Well, excuse me. It started with the top. 
So if you want to see that episode, it started with the, the owner and it worked its way down to the coaches, down mm-hmm. to the players. So yep. definitely go ahead and give that a watch. Shout out to those that watched already. But Taylor says this. Taylor Gang says, hey, I love that Hightower took responsibility. And so the definition of accountability is being was taking responsibility of you just messing up on, like the stuff you're doing wrong. And so he liked that Hightower took responsibility, not for um – for our special teams, but our head coach. Ooh, yeah, yo, see, we can't have this. You, yo, get on Patreon and and just be just join the Patreon and chat with me on there. That's free. Chat with me for free. We can mm-hmm. have this conversation for free. I definitely want to talk about that, but definitely join the Patreon, dude, because you're. I I, I like where you're going, guys. Stay up, stay faithful. Most important, keep it nitty and always keep it what breezy, 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 breezy. Breezy, 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 breezy. Can't you this see? This Debbie talking about the poll. Oh, I did the poll. The poll, Miss Debbie, was that the 49ers faithful said that the Cincinnati Bengals will lose. The 49ers will win this particular game this week. 75% of the poll voted for the 49ers to win. I don't think that they were being homers, and I know for a fact because they told us why in the chat. This is how we do it. If we don't. F up, right? That's how we beat the Bengals. <laughs> Let's get it together, special teams. It's not even just special teams, PG, because if you say that, then something else is going to struggle. But let's just come together as a whole and let's win on every level, man. And most importantly, think one and oh, like PG says, go back to that mentality. And yep. like Mo says, play 60. 60 minutes. Right. It's that simple. It's easy. So, that's a dope question. Am I ever going to start discussing um, uh, point spreads, GSU for life? Uh, can you and I have a conversation off the air? Because the only thing I know how to bet on is pity pat. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Guys, stay up, stay <laughs> Most important, keep it nitty and always keep it what? Keep it gritty. PG couldn't even say it. Pity pat. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. Also on YouTube, YouTube backslash Wayne Breezy.